0: usual lineup here we got my uh co-host maddie uh it's me outlaw uh dick is on his way he's having issues with this computer which isn't you know too weird since earlier today i had issues with my computer so it's definitely the ghost in the machine that's uh kicking our asses right now but anyway fellas we got an interesting uh heater episode today um uh, we got our awesome guest uh charles aka chucky from our discord channel and uh <clears throat> i know he's been on uh, several other podcasts so he's definitely making the rounds um but before we get started uh maddie do you know if there's any announcements or uh um any of the usual uh, due diligence that we got to go through
1: um nothing new as far as I'm aware uh but you know same stuff as always guys shout us out tell your friends about us tell your family about us tell your enemies about us tell everyone uh spread the show
0: and uh just stay groovy guys oh and if you guys are looking for our merch check us out on TeePublic we have a direct link on our uh Discord channel so we got some awesome merch, more stuff on the way. Um, yeah, just stay tuned. Hell yeah, see you right there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Chucky's uh wearing our swag. That's fucking awesome.
2: <laughs> I
0: told you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So um let's get going with this. So uh Chucky, what do you got for us today, man? I heard you got a, a killer story.
2: Yeah, uh, I I'm gonna put this one in the bucket of a generational curse, and uh, it all started when I was pretty young, like early teenager, when it all started to develop. But uh, I also associate that to my own ignorance. Um. When I was a really small child, I used to hear stories from my great-grandmother about this haunted farmhouse that she used to live in that is a couple miles away from where I live in town here. And uh, anytime we would go to the beach, we'd actually drive past that house. And I'd always try to look for the ghost that great-grandma used to live with. And uh, what she would say is that uh, her and her sister used to live in the attic. And uh, when they would go to bed at night, the ghost would come in and tuck them in. they would just walk into the room and sit at the end of the bed and they would both try to be see who was braver. So they didn't hide under the covers. They'd see who could stay up the longest with the ghost in the room.
0: Okay, well, whoa, whoa, whoa! repeat that again. A ghost was tucking them into the bed oh yeah like pretty much every night holy fuck dude no way like i want this ghost (laughs) (laughs) oh sure we got dick here what's going on brother
3: hey man sorry guys i'm running a little behind the the computers apparently everybody's computer is
0: wanky as fuck today dude
3: oh tell me about it Dude, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, I'm sorry, Chuck. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut in on you, man. I was just telling Outlaw Maddie, I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to get this computer to, to start up. And that, but apparently, all three of us have had the same issue today.
2: All good, man. Sometimes it's the ghost in the machine.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah, we got some, uh, we got some holler flags going on, as Maddie said. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm actually on the phone right now is my audio all right guys yeah you're good all right man i quit being a selfish dick and let chucky get back to it (laughs) (laughs) by the way hi chucky good to see you again brother always a pleasure having you on here
2: good to see you too man anyway so yeah my great grandma would tell me these stories of this this female ghost that would walk into her room and tuck her in and she always said it was a lady in a Victoria era dress and like full body apparition it wasn't just like a little glimpse in the doorway kind of thing this thing would walk in the room and uh was it so, was it audible too yeah that no it's gonna be my question uh, no audio um but as far as I was aware that ghost resided in that house It wasn't anywhere else. And uh, when we would see this farmhouse just driving by on the highway, no one was living there. The new owners that bought that house refused to live in there because of the ghost. And so they (laughs) built a whole separate house on the property and just let that one become uh, a relic. Really? I can see it there today.
3: So you visited there a lot or? i have never visited there
2: personally but i i can see it when we drive by on the highway yeah
3: how about that man that's crazy hell. So, um so these people were just like yeah we're we know it's fucked, so we're just going to build a separate house on the property somewhere
0: <laughs> sure yeah i don't blame them man i'd probably be doing the same thing
3: yeah it kind of reminds me of the the hollow sky the story that those guys were we're talking about you know that that the i guess it was the artist's house yeah i remember that one yeah i don't even think they finished that series i'm not for sure
2: that's a hellfire house
3: yes that's it the Hellfire yeah. House.
0: thank you chucky yeah
3: yeah i think they're I, working on it still yeah i was gonna say i there's fucking all four of us are holocaust so i know one of us has to remember that i was like i know it wasn't just me (laughs) yeah
0: shout out to those guys by the way
3: oh yeah those guys are fucking cool i'm so jealous maddie got maddie got to meet him the other day uh chucky so i know yeah that was an
1: absolute pleasure
3: yeah he still has he literally still has an erection
1: 7 <laughs> 365
3: brother. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Chuck? Please tell me you all saw Chucky's face when I said that. Poor <laughs> Chucky forgot he was. He's like, oh shit, that's right. I'm on counter cult today. <laughs> These guys are foul mouth as fuck. Oh man, all good brother. <laughs> we try to keep it raw here, Chucky. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was telling the
2: guys earlier, your guys' last episode with the mushroom slap, that was having me rolling at work. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, I, I said that, and I remember, like, I'm like, maybe not everybody was as, as fucked up as a kid as I was, and probably not Not many people understand the the mushroom stamp or the mushroom slap, but I'm glad to see that that, that was a multi uh multi uh well a multi uh i was gonna say multi-continental but i guess just the international thing everybody knows what the mustard stamp is <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. I, I i wouldn't favor being demon dick slapped at all
0: <laughs> no sir absolutely not
3: <laughs> now maybe if he bought me dinner first you know i might taste
0: it you know for, uh
3: <laughs> For the sake of brevity. <laughs> Power to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I, I'm, I'm joining in late, but have you already... So you had an encounter here recently, was that right? Yeah, I'm uh, just giving the backstory
2: on everything first. Oh,
3: okay, my bad. Sorry, buddy.
2: All good, all good. Um. So yeah, after my great grandma told me these stories, um, I guess it went back further in the family line, even than that. Um, It's all passed down through my mom's side of the family. So uh, my mom's had experiences, her mom's had experiences, great grandma had experiences and her mother had experiences too. So that's four Uh,
0: generations right there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, then there's me. Okay. But the... my great-grandmother's mother was, from what I've been told, a pretty evil woman. And uh, they were part of a secret society that I've never heard about before called the... uh, Hold on a sec. Great Orange Lodge Society out of scotland oh grand orange lodge of scotland
0: that's new to or me, the lo-
2: loyal orange institution of scotland and you i guys guess write that uh, down.
3: we'll have to look into that
2: <laughs> yeah i guess my uh great great grandfather uh was like the grand bah on the uh the guy's side of the lodge and yeah. his wife was kind of a the ringleader of the women's society. So there's two separate groups, but they kind of had the same kind of goals. And well, it sounds the, that's a
3: familiar sounding setup. Uh, yeah, sir, yeah. Uh, we we kind of we kind of broke into it, and I'm, not to interrupt you, I apologize, Chuckie, but I just want to say cause like like uh, what you're talking about, even in in uh, uh, the Freemasons and in the Odd Fellows, there are a separate society for the women. Um, I, I call them all He-Man, Woman, Haters Clubs. But uh, so you've got the Freemasons and then you've got their their female side, which is the Eastern Star. And now my grandparents, and this seems to be a trending thing because a lot of people in our community are talking about their grandparents were part of it. I, it yeah. makes you wonder if, if we're not all together for some kind of reason. But, um, but uh, my grandmother and grandfather were, my grandfather was an odd fellow and the Order of the Odd Fellows has a woman's society called the Rebecca's. Uh, so it seems to be a recurring trend with all of those secret societies. They each had two branches: one for the male, and one for the female. Yeah.
1: If I'm not yeah. mistaken, the Grand Orange Lodge is essentially uh, like a like an explicitly Protestant version of the Freemasons, yeah. or, or something yeah, okay. close to
2: that. Uh, there's not much they really talk about it that i could find um i mean especially in canada if you look up anything like orange it'll just take you to like orange shirt day or anything like that so there's not a lot of information on it but uh my mom would say she always got like really bad vibes being around her great grandmother um like she said some pretty wicked things uh, so it makes you wonder what actually went
3: on back then. So your mom's great-grandmother, said so you're the fifth generation of that.
2: Well, if she instigated the initial thing, I would be the fourth generation. Yeah. So when I turned, I think it was like 14 or something, it was like summer of grade nine. Um... I was kind of getting into my rebellious teenage phase and we went to church, but we went to church at a cult.
3: Um... (laughs) (laughs) You said that so fucking casual, Chucky.
2: (laughs) Um, You know, I didn't realize it was a cult until years later. I was watching uh, Exhibit A and uh, there was an episode from Toronto where that same church group had a, a... episode on and this guy tried to uh frame a hate crime to collect insurance so he uh he was an asian fellow and he wrote a bunch of hate slander on his garage door and then he tried to blow it up and he ended up killing his neighbors um but when they were given the backstory on this guy they said he belonged to a uh, cult and then they named the church that I used to go to. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, that's when wow. I got clued in that it was a cult.
3: <laughs> that's fucking great, You're right? Well, yeah, we you know, we went to church a lot, we were part of a cult and <laughs> just okay. So I mean, there's good there's good people there, so
2: um it's not like every cult's just full of bad people, just uh you know you got your bad seeds mixed into good people
3: oh i don't think so yeah counter cults full of great people all full of (laughs) great (laughs) people
2: so anyways i was getting into that rebellious phase and you know i was the only kid my age at this church so i i decided i wasn't gonna go anymore so i started fighting with my parents about it because i wanted to spend my weekends with my friends because they did uh church on Saturdays, and that would like eat up your whole weekend of trying to hang out with your friends. Yeah. So I got in that rebellious phase, but I not only took it out on my parents, but I, I guess I also took it out on God too. And, uh, you know, I started calling myself an atheist and all this and that and you know, I, I deflected in the wrong way and with self-reflection i can kind of see you know i was given my trials in the desert because of it so i pushed god away and then all of a sudden that's when things started to pop off and uh it was that summer that uh i started having my own ghost in my room really And, and uh I can remember the very first time that I saw it, like, so vividly. Uh, my bedroom was rather small, but it was, like, tucked away in the trees on our property, so it stayed rather cool in the summer. So I never had to have my windows open in order for my room to stay cool. So yeah. I'd always have them shut. And I was a bit of a night owl back then. I was always reading stuff like Lord of the Rings and whatnot. And... uh had this big old headboard so my lamp was kind of up and behind me hard to reach and as i was reading my book that one night uh this ghostly lady just phased right through the door and started like floating towards me you couldn't see her feet because of the way that her dress was but it was a victoria era style dress uh she looked like she was a blonde lady but she had like that frilly shoulder uh pauldrons and uh even like a little bit of a veil in the back of her hair and my first thought was you know this is great grandmother's ghost from the farm like this is exactly how she described it and you know I got so spooked just seeing it So I dove under the covers and I I think it just like went right through the wall on the other side and just disappeared. Wow. Good God, man. So yeah, I had a very close encounter with a full body apparition as my first experience. And uh, it started to repeat fairly regularly, like almost every night she would come into my room and it just started to escalate more and more as she would revisit uh I wouldn't always see her but I would feel her presence in the room and she knew it would scare me and anytime I would reach for the lamp you would get like a blizzard wind blow through the room like quite aggressively holy, holy hell oh i would it scared me to the point where you would try to scream, but no sound would come out.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard that Hello? a lot with sleep paralysis, too. Uh,
2: I was not I was not
3: paralyzed.
2: I, I could dive under the sheets. I could try to move my arm for the lamp. Very yeah. much awake.
3: Oh, no, no. I mean, I just, I know that that's one common thing. Like, even, like even when they wake up, it's like, uh, you know, no, I, I had I had one incident myself of it, but I chalked it up to sleep apnea because I was undiagnosed at the time. Um and back then I didn't really subscribe to any of the, you know, anything paranormal really. Um, but um uh it was uh yeah, you know, I remember like I, I would I I, could, I was trying to, to yell out and uh I was in my buddy's basement. I'm trying to yell out and uh, all i can get out is like a hum you know like a hum like a almost like a terrified hum you know just you know like a you can imagine like a kid you know i uh, can't you know, can't find the words
0: like a whimper
3: yeah yeah and i couldn't make a sound with my mouth it was just like a guttural uh, hum right now, like I said, I chalked that up to sleep apnea, but I have heard a lot of, you know, obviously in our community, you hear a lot of the sleep paralysis stories. And uh, it's just reminded me, I, I know some people say that, you know, they can't can't even make any audible sound other than like a, a guttural whimper.
2: Yep. So, you know, it was kind of exciting at the same time to being able to see a ghost. So uh, my friends that would believe me wanted to come over for sleepovers.
3: And uh, (laughs) sounds like a fucking awesome time, dude.
2: (laughs) So, two of my friends actually uh experienced it one seen her, and one just like experienced the cold wind blowing in the room. And uh, you know, I'd be sleeping like a king in my bed, and they'd be on couch cushions on the floor. And uh, the, (laughs) the one time that we both saw her. It was like the very first time i saw her she she drifted into the room and went right between both of us and then out the wall and uh just scared the pants off of both of us and uh the other time we could uh feel her into the room and then i'd reach for the light and you get the wind blowing around and so I I duck back and hide under the covers, and then when I felt brave again, I'd go for the light again, and it would happen again. So you know that convinced my my two friends that it was going on. Yeah. But you know, well, I was at at that you had somebody to believe you. I was at that thing's mercy though, like yeah. I had nowhere to go. That's that's where I had to sleep. Yeah and uh after those two visits with my friends then she really ramped up her malevolence and kind of started to show her true colors and she started sitting on the end of the bed so i'd be you know half asleep or i'd be reading and you'd feel the butt impression down by your feet you'd feel the weight just sink down into the mattress no sorry oh yeah it gives you the heebie-jeebies oh yeah and uh you know every time I just hide under the sheets and wait for it to go away and uh she eventually got to walking on the bed basically like I'd be under the covers and you could feel two feet on either side of your stomach
3: oh fuck yeah (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, that's yeah, and uh, all, all you can yeah. feel is like her staring at where your head would be you can have that feeling of being watched so intensely and then another time uh i went for the lamp when i couldn't see her and then the wind would blow and so i hid under the covers and she came up beside my head on the bed and you could just feel two fists sink down into the mattress right beside my head. And that was one of the times where I I tried to really scream and just could not make a noise. Like yeah. I don't know what was going on there, but my parents live were like on the other side of that wall. They should have been able to hear me. Yeah. And nothing. It was like screaming into a
3: vacuum. fuck that yeah dude no doubt it it got worse
1: did you ever like stop to try to convey what was happening to your folks
2: uh they didn't or anybody first okay uh my my folks just thought i was telling stories or that i was staying up too late and i was too tired or something like that and then after a while i mean we weren't on the best of terms then either because i was fighting with them about not going to church right on. Um, but then my mom did start to believe me when i was asking you know like what can i do to get this thing to stop harassing me and uh she says you need to tell this thing you're rebu- you rebuke it in the name of jesus and uh you know I got my final encounter with the thing I thought and uh that was the scariest thing that I've ever experienced my whole life it repeated the same action as when I first saw it so I saw the full body apparition come through the door it went right beside the bed like gliding across the floor and then out the wall again and uh You know I thought she had left and so I was kind of staring at the wall where she had just gone through and right below my window I just saw the back of a head start slowly coming out so I saw the back of the head first with the hair dripping down and it looked like it changed from being a blonde-haired girl to like this black wet looking hair and it kind of did this exorcist thing where it slowly twisted around so I could see the face and man it's like the disturbed album's face where you could see the red eyes and a smile but no facial features it was just black void but the no. eyes were like the eyes were like, Red <laughs> la- laser dots.
0: No, fuck yeah, you
2: got You
3: even got Maddie over here shaking his head like, nope, nope, no, nope,
2: nope.
1: This, this guy's got a fucking big-sized
3: ring through his nose, and he's like, nope. <laughs> yeah.
2: The smile on that thing was like a Cheshire cat with long, sharp needle teeth. Like, just, like, really thin, long sharp teeth and is just grinning and so I I gathered up what courage I could and I said I rebuke you in the name of Jesus and he just pulled his head back in out the wall and I never experienced it again so I thought God man but oh. I was so fucking scared
0: <laughs>
2: yeah no shit dude Dude,
0: that I had kinda... to change my britches, buddy. Just hearing that made my heart sink a little bit, dude.
3: Dude, that's fucking Ugh. nuts. It reminds me of like, of like the ring. Uh,
0: yeah.
3: You're, you know, with the oily. The, yeah, I just picture that oily, looking hair yeah. droop down. You know, uh, just fucking sickening, man. Yeah, so, that,
2: that so, experience made uh, watching movies like that kind of hard.
0: Oh, I absolutely! Can
2: only I bet. Yeah, and then uh you know, I I love listening to Disturbed when I was a teenager, but every time I seen that album art, all I could picture was that thing's
3: face. Yeah. Well, yeah, look and you're watching a movie that most people are, are just you know say t- chalk up as a horror movie, and you're reliving a, a true, you know, um, yeah, a traumatic event. Yeah, yeah, you're just
2: like, reliving it. telling them that like. You know, shit like that's real. And they're like, no, it's not. This is just a movie. I was like, well, I've seen it myself.
3: No, sir. Fuck that. With a capital fuck uh, that.
2: You know, I wasn't the only one to
3: see her after that.
2: Um, One of my little brothers ended up moving into my bedroom after I had moved away from home. Uh And uh, he used to have this mirror that was made out of a bicycle tire and when he was playing video games on his computer every now and then he would see this Victoria era woman looking at him in the mirror
3: no holy no
2: shit,
1: dude. <laughs> but like don't keep mirrors in the bedroom
2: no <laughs> no no <laughs> um I tried to break it down like what would make sense, like why was this ghost here? Cause like it was a modular home with an addition, and my bedroom was part of the addition. So it was like a brand new build. There's no like
3: that totally reminds anything. me of Justin's uh encounter. Uh do you do you ever do you listen to the, the Appalachian Intelligence guys?
2: I haven't yet. No, it's on my list of things to do.
3: Oh, dude, yeah, you've got to go back to the beginning, dude. All right, so, and the reason I say that, and and instantly the thought of them, um, and of course, Maddie and Outlaw already know, but um, mm-hmm. they were talking about. See, Justin had, Justin had a pretty much uh, demonic type, poltergeist type thing happened to him, and uh, and they, you know, it was their their family had owned the the house the whole time, and it just they had just built onto it. And a lot of people talk about this, you know, even places that the only history of the place is your family owning it. You know, no prior ownership. But once you disturb the ground, once you break ground, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, building, you know, uh, building an addition or anything, you know, renovating these, you know, it it stirs up this uh, paranormal activity. Uh, but that's you know I, I know you guys remember Justin talking about that you know yeah. that's the only thing that they could chalk it up to well, it, because it didn't even start until after the they built this this small addition on it to their you know if I'm getting it right uh, to their uh, to their home you know they they started uh, experiencing this right after uh, uh, Justin had had his uh, his first son right. so it was and it was a pretty it was a pretty uh, just about like what you're talking about it was a pretty freaky situation. Uh, just to even hear it I can only imagine you you know your brother uh, what you saw your brother sitting there seeing this in the mirror that's fucking nuts man yeah
2: and then uh you know once I got to be uh 19 you know I think this thing followed me the long game just kept quiet for a while and then it started to influence oppression and, uh, you know, I, I was always a hard worker and I got uh, special privileges at work that other people didn't get because I was responsible. Yeah. And so. Uh,
3: yeah, things and, are asked backwards up there in Canada. When you work hard <laughs> here, you just, they just take it for granted and you work hard. <laughs> and the people who don't get promoted.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I got to work in this shop uh, by myself unsupervised because they knew that I'd get the, uh, work that needed to be done and so i'm in this shop all by myself all day just listening to music and getting my work done but uh every now and then and i swear to god i'm not like schizo uh i hear something calling my name from like around the pallets at work i'd just be working away and i'd hear something and kind of like a whispery silent voice just calling my name Dude, that's and, the
0: same story as uh, Justin from AI, like to the T, shit like that. How yeah, this work,
3: dude? It really, I mean, like it's that de- you, yeah, you should definitely listen. to it. You got an almost identical situation, and I, I, I almost because these I, I've heard it a couple other times too. But these stories, they sound you all's have aspects, different aspects of the normal everyday polter, poltergeist activity, like that's personal. Like there, it's like, like you're talking about, it's calling your name. You know, it's got the mimic properties to it. And fuck that. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny you say that. See, I've, I've recently, the guys know, and, and once, uh, we, we recently did an episode with, um, with Tommy Coleman and, uh, the poor guy, you know, he's from England. So I'm sure he's probably having to edit his ass off to, to keep the, uh, the Royal family from busting his door down and wondering why he's talking to us. But, uh, but, uh, uh. I've had some uh, some paranormal activity at work too, and we've done some research, and and I'm not the only one either. Uh, as a matter of fact, the the UFO that got me even into this whole thing, that whole situation, happened at my workplace. place. Uh, but apparently, we found out that where I work is actually on a hill where the Union soldiers were stationed during the Civil War, uh, right adjacent to a hill where the uh, where the Confederate soldiers. I'm talking like less than half a mile you can see from hilltop to hilltop. So. Uh, somewhere between there they had a battle um and and I've, I've seen a female apparition uh not only me i wasn't even the first one to see her uh, i was the first one to experience her while listening to a uh polish guy one of their live podcasts you know that they do uh on youtube uh the night shift the night shifts yeah. yeah so i'm listening to a night shift and um uh, well, this guy is calling in. And he's talking about uh, you may even remember. It. He's talking about this thing, this apparition reaching down his throat. Uh, it's not been too long ago, just a couple months. And I've got like a swivel chair at work, and the fucking swivel chair just swivels around and hits me. Well, I'm, I've always got a respirator on at work because I, I polish aluminum and stuff, and the you know the dust is all over me. And um, so I yeah, you I know, take my earmuffs off. My whole fucking Darth Vader setup. And, you know, and I'm looking around and there's nobody in my, even, I mean, there's only seven of us that work there on night shift. There's like 50 on days, but like only seven of us that work there on night shift. There was nobody in my entire plant, uh, my entire site. We call it a plant because it was, there the parts of the plant were, it's all one big, it's all connected. You can walk through to each one, but they were built at separate times. So each separate building is its own plant. But there was nobody even in my entire plant uh, over there, uh, which now is just pretty much my, a couple machines, my, a saw or two, and then my, my area and shipping. Um, so, uh, but so that's the first thing that happened a week later after I told the guys, you know, we were just laughing about it. I was like, I, oh, hell I probably just hit the damn thing and knocked it around, you know, cause it's a swivel stool. And, but, but I was standing there. Like I was just standing there. I wasn't moving. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fat guy. You know, I wasn't moving my hips or anything. I'm just sitting there polishing fucking thing swings around and hits me in the side well anyways about a week later uh maybe two uh the guy that usually locks up he'll walk around and he'll walk me out and then lock the door in my plant and then walk on to the front well he's locking up and I pull over i always wait on him to get done in case he runs in he probably shutting the gate or whatever um you know somebody's there with him until uh, you know his management shows up or whatever but um so i'm sitting over there and my little brother pulls over he's like hey you G- what happened to mark after he let you out i was like no what's going on so apparently he shuts the door now i have i have a spot we'll say it's right here the door's right here in the middle and then right across from where i sit is the bathroom the door's always open so mark shuts the door here as i walk out looks over at the bathroom and the mirror in the mirror he can see a woman a hag behind him at my desk at my workstation he turns around real quick and she's gone all right this is the craziest part the, the craziest aspect of the whole thing is this next one so I, I get there this is about a week or two after that so it's not been long ago it's a few weeks ago i uh, i come in i sit down and start my daily routine i you know I'm, I'm good and going by this time i usually get there about three forty-five. this is about five o'clock i look over my right after everybody is gone everybody from day shift's gone by five i look over to my right and I'm getting rushed by this fucking hag and she is in, you know, you talked about period clothing. She is in like civil war era, uh, like a blue denim dress with the, you know, how they had like the, they'd have the, like the dress. And then they'd have like, you were talking about, you know, they'd have the decorative like truffle But she had the white truffle. The It was like a lighter denim, blue, but it was like, yes, around the neck, uh, you know what I'm talking about? And it's at the top of the dress and the rest of it just like union denim blue. Uh, and I remember even seeing her, her hair, it was like, you know, how to be like silver at the roots and then come on out and be, you know, like shades of brown and silver the rest of the way. And, and it was put back, but you could see it, like the gray and everything. And she's hunched over. I mean, like she's right behind my trash. I've got a big brute trash can that sits right there. And and I just, you know, kind of looked over, saw it in the corner of my eye. when I look back, and you know, obviously she's gone. But uh, yeah, and, and then we've heard lots of stories of people in the past on second shift seeing a lot of shit in the in the building. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but nothing compared to you having this this hag literally put her fist beside your head and straddling you on the bed.
2: Man, yeah. It it almost got to the point of being physical without actually being like touched. Yeah. Um after I heard that that voice in the warehouse there. I started to go through this this phase where I'd have a migraine every day, all day
0: for an entire year. Let me stop you right there. Did it start on the left side of your head?
2: It was like by the whole my whole head. Yeah. Um and you know I went to the doctors about it because like I was in a lot of pain with it. And uh, I went and got CAT scans and everything. And they couldn't figure out what was going on. Everything came back normal. Um, And I don't recommend this for anybody because what they did to me was fucking horrible. But it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. But they... uh, The
3: doctors? The doctors. The doctors,
2: yeah. They uh, gave me a prescription of antidepressants because they said it would help with the headaches. And what that did was drastically change my personality. And- You can say
3: that you don't want to share this, but just out of curiosity, what antidepressant was it?
2: I be- I tried a couple, I believe, but I think the one that I was on last was uh,
3: Prozac. Okay. Well, the, re- the only reason I ask is because I had a motorcycle accident here a while back and, and I know that the nerves uh some of those antidepressants that they have a, a uh they have a uh well, almost like a numbing effect on some nerve problems and I, my whole leg i have to take i have to take duloxetine uh from just because of the nerve it's, a, it's an antidepressant but it's also uh a, a, uh it does something with the nerves so that and it believe it or not it between it and cannabis it really helps my um because well, my leg if I, hand, if I don't you're, if you're
2: a fully grown adult And back then I was Mm -hmm. still a developing, uh, brain. You're, you're not fully developed until you're 24. So when I was on that, it was really affecting me in a negative way. And I, I was on stuff like T3s and everything for the pain too. So I had a big roster of these pills I was taking every day for this headache that no one could really explain. And, uh, you know I was in a young love relationship at the time and I did something that uh I wouldn't normally do I ended up cheating on my girlfriend and you know it, it devastated me and being on those antidepressants I was not in a good frame of mind and it uh pushed me into a very dark place I uh ended up trying to commit suicide Uh, i didn't tell anybody or anything i just went home and i i ate every single pill that i was prescribed and drank it down with a six pack of beer and i went to bed hoping that i'd not wake up in the morning and and uh i i don't remember much like it wasn't like uh you know you see the pearly gates type thing but I did end up waking up in the morning i guess 24 hours later and uh i couldn't walk i ended up falling down in my living room and you know this is the early days of cell phones so i was able to call my mom at the time so i called my mom and said that i needed her but i couldn't really get out why but she just kind of had that that instinct that she knew something was really wrong and uh she said she started praying and uh she had this vision that uh there was two angels doing cpr on me she said one was pumping my heart and one was giving me air and uh i don't remember how i how it all happened but i ended up being at the hospital and the next thing i know i'm waking up and i'm hearing my heart rate monitor just flatlining because my heart rate was so low that it couldn't keep the pulse up and uh the nurse came over and she's like oh yeah it's been doing that for a while and it's pretty annoying but now that you're awake we can you know kind of unplug this <laughs> and uh yeah yeah, actually (laughs) but uh you know it was like a a switch flipped I was no longer depressed I woke up and I was happy and I was a completely different person but I was in a bad way like my heart was brutalized from that medication uh when I talked to the doctor he said uh that I took enough pills that I could have killed a bull elephant
0: good God man
2: good Lord dude so you know it was I always wonder why I was brought back like why why were these angels sent to keep me alive back then but you know I got, I got a mission here, and it's not done yet.
3: Yeah, well, they probably didn't like seeing a little kid being pumped full uh, of bullshit pharmaceuticals and, and going out that way. It's just not right. Um, we talk mm-hmm. about the, we talk about big pharma all the time, dude, because it's a little. And you know, we've seen this. That's been an epidemic that's been going on that's been ongoing for uh, three decades with the whole ADD thing. You know, Absolutely. fuck giving give, giving these kids amphetamines, giving kids like you, uh, you know, these strong antidepressants. Uh, child, you, you're a child. I mean, you don't yeah. need you don't need uh you know, chem, you don't need medications that that alter your your natural uh the chemical structure in your brain. You don't need that. Uh, no. And, and and don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are cases where well, they can benefit sure. from some of it, but but it's become it's become an epidemic to where oh you know he's having a bad day, he's really sad, you know, he was crying. Okay, well let's give him antidepressants. Like they don't even they don't even try to get to the bottom of it. Like it's just okay, well, here's protocol.
2: Well, I mean, it wasn't even for like mood, it was that headache, right? Yeah, like, your headaches, yeah. It's like, yeah, we've tried everything we can try, so let's just throw some medication at it instead you know i i'm not going to like make myself blameless in this i made my own mistakes as well
3: um well yeah they weren't made with a clear conscience or mind either uh um, no yeah.
2: uh but i believe that was part of this attachment this generational curse just given constant oppression
3: and i agree yeah good man
2: even after that like all my friends have called me the most unlucky person in the world when it comes to vehicle costs. So my vehicles would break down all the time. For like the dumbest shit, too. Um, so it was like a constant string of bad luck. I mean, my first Sasquatch was experience was actually like right after the the pill incident. So my friends took me camping with me to try to like you know boost my spirits up but uh you know i couldn't do much because my heart rate was so out of whack that you know you try to run or anything you're instantly out of breath and i couldn't drink i was on this uh medication that if you mix it with alcohol it can actually kill you so like when i had my sasquatch experience i was the only sober one there right uh but like it's got me thinking about like when you have one experience it kind of opens these doorways to more and more
0: experiences it does yeah yeah we've very <laughs> much so yeah
3: that's that, been a reoccurring uh uh sentiment in a lot of our uh a lot of our episodes that we've talked about you know it's like uh, i i went a whole lifetime without ever seeing shit and then after the uh the ufo incident yeah uh, not i you know maybe it's because it, you know, that whatever realm or dimension these things work from, they you know, they may be different realms and dimensions, but it's like, it's, you know, once you're open to it, you're, you're, you know, once you see your first one, it's game on. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: It's like Pringles. Once you pop, you can't
3: stop. stop.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Pr- Pringles are a little bit more enjoyable than, a, than having a hog strategy in the bed, but
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I started going through all those other experiences that I'd gone over, like I, I saw the, sa- or not saw, but I experienced those Sasquatch when I was camping, and I saw the UFO, and, you know, it all kind of just started snowballing, and then I started listening to podcasts, like, I don't know, two years ago, and I I started off with Sasquatch Chronicles, because my big interest is Sasquatch. And uh very
3: knowledgeable about it too, yeah.
2: I got uh introduced to the confessionals through Wes, and so I'm listening to uh one of Tony's earlier episodes, and uh the person that was telling the story, uh he almost told a very similar ghost story to what I had gone through. Like, it was giving me the same kind of vibes. And he almost got, like, in a righteous fury kind of mood about it. He's like, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. And, like, Tony got all excited. He stopped the guy in the interview. He's like, bro, 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 bro. He's like, you sound like you got superpowers. And it it kind of resonated with me. And I was like, you know what? yeah, that does sound like a superpower, just calling on the name of Jesus and getting this horrible demon to, like, leave you alone. Like, dispel it back to the nether. And, uh, you know, I went home and I pondered that for a little while. And uh, I started thinking to myself, maybe I got this atheism thing all wrong. Maybe there's more to this creator than i have ever given them full credit for and you know we're going through a pretty severe drought that year and i'm I'm walking my dog out in the driveway here and i'm looking at the mountains and i'm like you know god if you're there you know i understand that we might not be worthy of it but please don't punish creation and the rest of the animals with this drought like could you please at least bring some rain and you know have it rain on these mountains around here let me know that you're actually real and you know i i carried about my day and didn't give it much thought the next morning i'm walking my dog again i shit you not it was raining on those mountaintops yeah, dude, <laughs> like not it was not raining on town it was just raining on those mountaintops. And I'm sitting there in wonder, just going, Wow, this is real. And then it started to rain on me in a six-foot diameter circle.
0: Oh shit, dude. <laughs>
2: and I yeah, hear this, well, there's voice, your son, brother. <laughs> I hear this voice in the corner of my shoulder. And it said, fear not, steal yourself in the Holy Spirit, for you were given dominion of earth. And I was like, wow, like that was so so powerful. No doubt, man.
3: That's
0: pretty heavy. Hell yeah, dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like ever since then, I I am full team jesus (laughs) yeah (laughs) i uh, uh yeah i don't think i could ever turn back from that now i'm i'm very convinced
0: yeah
2: and i i made my apologies for all my discrepancies from when i was younger and uh you know i just started delving all into the spiritual aspect of life and uh you know, learning about what dominion of Earth means and everything like that, what the Holy Spirit is. And uh, I believe I was given a very important to me test. Two weeks from that event, I'm opening up the shop at work, I was always the first one there. And I was I had to open up the shop with my uh, code, turn on the lights and everything unlock the building for everyone else and I'm getting there at like 3 30 in the morning uh so I I punch in my code and I turn on the safety lights but the shop's mostly pretty dark and uh as I'm coming down the hallway I have to turn left to get to the main lights to turn them on and that's towards my work area and there's a sandblast bay off to the right and then past that is uh The powder coating booths so as i turn around that corner there's this entity standing in the middle of the hallway that looks like it's made completely out of smoke and it's about as tall it's about as tall as i am and it just runs bolts into the sandblast bay and i was just sitting there like holy shit what the hell was that And then it grabs, like, some of the racking there and, like, peers out from around the corner in this, like, smoky being fashion. And instead of being afraid, I got angry. I got very angry. And I just, I started approaching it. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to go where he tells you to go. And it was the weirdest thing. And like the blink of an eye, it looked like someone had hooked up a vacuum cleaner to its head and just like, it just sucked it away into nothingness. And it was just gone. And then I just stood there for a minute with my jaw on the floor. Like what the hell just happened? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But when I saw this thing, I also got this, strong feeling of familiarity like i know what this thing is i've i've experienced this entity before and i think mm. it was that ghost from my room probably oh. in its true form yeah yeah and uh you know god let me get the uh the revenge battle on it <laughs> Hell yeah dude I have been. He
3: shot back. He shot back that bitch right up, didn't he?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Everything has been like so much better since that day. I I have not felt the bad luck or anything like that. Life's been amazing since that thing has been cast out. But I believe that was the breaking of the generational curse.
0: Yeah. May may very well have been, yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Um,
2: before that, I, I should have mentioned it earlier because it is kind of important. Uh, this thing. I went through this very short relationship. It only lasted like two weeks, and. I broke up with this girl because she was kind of fighting with my friends at a party for fun kind of thing and just seemed like a little bit crazy. So after I break up with her, she tells me she's pregnant, right? And I'm I'm freaking out, you know, like, this can't be. You're only telling me this because I'm breaking up with you. And, uh, you know, a couple weeks progress and everything. And then she goes to the doctors and... She's telling me, oh, no, you can't be the father because it's too far along. And so I went a full year thinking, okay, I'm in the clear. I'm no longer considered the father, right? Yeah. A year after my son was born, I'm getting paperwork to do a DNA test. And then I find out I'm a father all of a sudden. Wow. Like it was not conventional it was not (laughs) easy (laughs) so my son was one years old when i met him and uh you know i had to do that single father thing for a while and i think that that generational curse tried to attack him as well yeah on uh On his second birthday, he was uh, diagnosed with leukemia.
1: Take your time, brother.
0: Yeah, you're, yeah, you're fine, Joe. Yeah, if you need me to pause, man, just give me the word.
2: Oh, good. Yeah, so, you know, I'm fresh, freshly new in this relationship with my son. And life's trying to take him away from me. And uh, so I, I had to drop life and just head down to the Children's Hospital and spent the next year there. But in the initial stages, the doctors were saying that it was a highly aggressive form of leukemia and that it wasn't looking very good and uh he just started to like bruise up everywhere you would look at him he he was all bruised and uh this is when I was still saying I was an atheist but uh I was tucking him into bed one night and I always used to sing him somewhere over the rainbow um my brother is yeah I would always not always like put him to sleep pretty quickly. And while he was sitting there sleeping, I was just like rock bottom. I just was in my most desperate moment. So I put my hands on him and I just reached out in the universe. I'm like, please, Take this away from my son, make it so he'll be okay. And if you need to, I will take on this sickness if you make him okay. And when I said those words, I felt this really strong pulse of heat go through my forearms and into my son. And then, uh... The very next day, we did a regular checkup and blood work kind of thing at the hospital. And the doctor came back with a big old smile on her face and she said, good news. He's come back and he's cancer free.
0: (laughs) Holy shit, dude. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely.
2: That was powerful no doubt if you ever want to experience hell spend a year in a children's hospital that is that is the hardest thing to ever watch
3: yeah I can only
2: imagine but I'm so thankful for that miracle
3: absolutely absolutely man we definitely are too that's awesome um that's that's definitely not the way that the stories usually go so it's yeah you're definitely blessed in that yeah man like
2: everything's been great with him since then uh other than like some coordination things due to the chemo like even yeah. though we came back cancer free, we still had to go through rounds and rounds of chemo just to make sure it never came back. but uh yeah he's going on 12 years old now and it's it's a blessing. yeah, no Hell dab,
0: yeah. oh yeah yeah brother
2: yeah I I just thought I needed to mention that one because that that was a powerful miracle. Oh no doubt, man. Absolutely.
1: Most definitely is powerful.
3: And I'm I'm sure it's all pretty shared, but we appreciate it. That's you know, some sometimes people need to hear that. Yeah, I mean
2: you want it raw, there's there's it raw right there. That's <laughs> well, raw
0: as it gets, yeah. man.
3: No doubt. Yeah.
0: it Makes me curious, yeah. man. Um have you ever tried uh, uh laying hands on people and praying over them and um seeing if, if their illness goes away or anything like that. So I, don't know. So I would give it a try, man. And, uh, kind of seems like you have, uh, um, the gift of healing after, uh, um, you went through, um, uh, what we call in the Christian community, uh, uh, baptism of the Holy spirit. But maybe that might be your calling, man. I, I don't know, but to me, I kind of get that sense from you. So,
2: yeah, maybe.
0: I mean, I'd love to help
2: people if I could. I just don't awesome. really know how, you, how to do <laughs> do that.
0: Well, just like you did, man. Well, I'm not going to put you <laughs> on the spot, but just like what you do with your son, man, just uh, start praying. Um, I mean, yeah. uh, it doesn't have to be an elegant prayer or anything like that. Man. It's the power of belief or like you know just the way you were describing so
3: yeah i'm sure i'm sure if somebody needs you that you'll you'll know about it
2: oh sure yeah sure um
0: after I had that encounter in my driveway
2: where i got told to steal the holy spirit um that's actually how i got put onto the the uv studies um i was working away at work one day and uh i'm trying to work on this relationship with god right so i'm i'm treating them like my best friend and uh you know i'm listening to podcasts and i'm asking a million different questions you know is this how this really is is this how that really is like you know praying for discernment to know what's true and what's not and i i powder coat for a job so it's it's almost like uh yoga and meditation at the same time yeah. just, well, <laughs> chilled out right and as i'm kind of on autopilot i get this vision of a egyptian tomb and you can see all the hieroglyphics going up to about chest height. And I hear this voice, and it's saying, uh, even though you have eyes to see, you cannot see. Even though you have ears to hear, you cannot hear. And I wasn't very familiar with that at the time. So I messaged my mom, I'm like, does this sound familiar to you like do you know what this means but as this egyptian tomb scene is happening at the same time the lighting changed in there and the uv light came into that tomb and above the chest height hieroglyphics there was invisible writing on the wall that you could only see in the uv and you know i got really excited about that and i told my best friend i was like man i just had this crazy vision while i was working and he literally had just listened to a podcast where this guy finds these artifacts in mexico that they literally do the same thing you can find these stone artifacts they put the uv light on it and invisible hieroglyphics show up on it holy shit. wow And, uh, you know, I, I kind of knew that had something to do with my calling. So that's how I got all invested into the UV studies. It was very spiritual. Um, and then, uh, you know, as I was praying for discernment, my mom tells me that that phrase that was told to me is actually a Bible passage and what it meant was even though i can show people this stuff and tell them about it not too many people are going to pay attention to it yeah right it's like that truth is meant for select few that'll pay attention if you know what i mean
1: 100 percent. yeah yeah <laughs>
2: yeah so you know that was kind of powerful too um i got a, another bible passage that was message to me as well but i can't remember it off the top of my head now that story about my son got me all frazzled that's all good bro oh,
1: that's okay you're all good man
2: yeah you need to take a second you just let us know uh it's all good i'll uh if I remember it, I'll post it in the discord, but, Hell yeah! Uh, yeah, I've been having this like spiritual relationship with God now. And, you know, I, I, it's almost like the Spider-Man tingle. You get these like chills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I ask a question and I get the right answer, it's kind of like a chill. And, uh, if God's trying to tell me, no, it almost seems like a pressure up by my temples
0: yeah and uh it, it's very interesting how that works <laughs> no i have the i get the same thing brother so i understand
2: um and then just like last weekend like the strangest weird miracle i uh went for this big hike up to this place called eagle pass lookout it's a very steep mountain and uh the mountains out there they're usually like blanketed with huckleberries like they're my favorite thing to just like go for a hike and just eat huckleberries until you can't anymore (laughs) and uh being so late into october they're well out of season so like as we're hiking up the trail there wasn't anything on those huckleberry bushes but uh, the red leaves from them changing their fall colors and so, like, we were, me and my buddy, we were pretty bummed out that there's nothing there. But, you know, we just marched on. We had this amazing view of the mountain at the very top once we got there. And uh, we stopped and did a, a meditation up on the plateau there. There was this big quartz slab that we used as, like, a park bench. Uh, it was amazing. But while I was there instead of just doing like this focus on me meditation, I just gave gratitude and thanks to God. And, you know, it felt amazing. And then as we descend back down into the the bowl of the cathedral there, there was some huckleberries that we definitely passed on the way up and they were empty. And on the way down, there was edible, fresh huckleberries on that
0: bush. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn, dude. Hot oh, damn.
2: And I just like reached over and like lifted up the leaf, and all of a sudden they just start appearing everywhere. And even my buddy, he gives me this like double take look. He's like, "How did you even see those?" And I, I just I couldn't tell him the truth. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. <laughs> They're just, just kind of popped it, up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we had these miracle berries for a snack on the way down. It was kind of amazing. I mean, if you want to be a skeptic, sure, I might not have noticed it on the way up, but I'm pretty damn sure I no, looked at that bush
3: on the way up. Yeah. No doubt, man. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome that, was, that
2: was pretty fun.
3: Um,
2: but... uh You know, lately, uh, me and JJ, we've been taking this demonology class online, and, uh, you know, I just want to be aware of the other side. I want to be able to fight back kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you have to know your enemy. Exactly. And that's actually one of the reasons I created the new channel on Discord, the Spiritual Warfare channel, but anyway exactly yeah gotta know your enemy in order to fight back
2: and uh you know we're just doing introductory stuff listening to these lectures at first it's like the history of different deities and everything from ancient civilizations and uh the classes have all been protected and everything but uh both of us have been experiencing some spiritual attacks after listening to those lectures and it kind of well, of course it yeah it kind of surprised yeah. me a little bit
3: they uh dude it's kind of like uh it's kind of like uh when you have a wife you know you i'm not saying you don't you don't try as hard but you know you uh you're not worried you know you're you're married she's not going anywhere Uh, you know, but same thing with the, with the demons, you know, well, when they have you, they don't worry about you. When, when the other side has you, you know, yeah, hundred percent. Then they're ready to fight for you. I kind of like the sports
2: analogy where uh, let's just say it's basketball team. Uh, You're not going to have the opposing team check you if you're sitting on the bench waiting to come onto the field. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The only time you're going to get checked is when you either beak off or you're the one on the court
0: yeah um
2: so i guess if you put yourself out on the court there you're gonna be in the blast zone but i had all kinds of weird stuff going on like i had a wasp nest that uh chewed through the attic ceiling and got into my kitchen and so I got home from work Everything was fine I take my dog for a 20 minute walk I come back into the house And there's literally thousands of wasps Flying around in my kitchen oh, And in no my sir. living room
3: Fuck I'll take the ghost any
2: day <laughs> Well the weird thing was Is they weren't stinging me Even when I was swatting them They were the most docile wasps you ever seen
3: um, Oh that's and- weird yeah, I just yeah. say that in itself's it's weird. I've never seen docile wasps.
2: So uh, I literally like just started pumping uh, Rocky like a hurricane and I grabbed the no. vacuum cleaner and
3: started sucking them all up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never seen I've never seen nice wasps. Ours are especially around here, they're just a bunch of little flying dickheads just waiting on somebody to fucking plunge that stinger into.
2: I was surprised that they chewed a hole in the ceiling within that short amount of time. Yeah, you... yeah, no doubt, man. Um, And then after that, I, I started having this rat infestation underneath the house. And like I was saying before we started recording, there's a, a bunch of them that have found their way into the shell of my bathtub in my bedroom. So they're waking me up. Oh, dude like fighting and scrambling around in the shell of the bathtub. um, Can't get caught worth a damn. Um, There was one morning, like right after my wife went to work in the morning, I was sitting there half, half asleep in bed and I'm listening to these damn rats fighting. What? And then all of a sudden I heard this demonic growl coming out of the drain. Oh, shit. That's when I knew what was really going on there, and uh, you know, I I immediately just started to uh pray, and the growling just stopped, but it was like gurgly, like it was coming out of the pipe. Yeah, man, weirdest stuff that man. Um, I was getting bugged by this gigantic house fly at work. And, you know, I smacked the shit out of that thing. Like, I beat it with a piece of metal. Should have squished it flat. But when I hit that thing, it projected an image of Beelzebub into my head. You know, the fly-headed demon? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, that was weird as well. Uh so I've been taking a little bit of a break from the lectures.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um
1: that's a couple, bit much. Have you got a couple of years those, ago?
2: A yeah? couple of years ago, I was watching this dumb B, B horror movie. Like it was made in, I don't know, Korea or something. So we were just watching the subtitles on it. And it was called Incantation and yeah uh, i've yeah. seen
1: incantation
2: okay so you know what i'm talking about um, i know
1: exactly what you're talking about
2: this is fun that, that mother buddha entity um when her uh devotees would get all covered with those caterpillars in their in their forearms yeah uh, i watched that movie and then i had to work overtime on the weekend the very next day so I show up to my overtime shift the shop's all locked up and I turn on the lights and I go to my powder coating booth and in the middle of the floor there's a fucking caterpillar (laughs) Oh, and I've (laughs) never I have never seen a caterpillar in the shop before even since then (laughs) like that was that was a message
0: yeah, I would say so.
2: I mean I squished that damn bastard, but <laughs> <laughs> kill it with fire or something.
3: Yeah. So I was asking, Ooh. did you, so did you all get into Zoso in your demonology or
2: uh we have not gotten there yet? No. It's uh mostly like uh ancient Greek and uh uh Sumerian
3: and yeah. You know, uh well, he I, I, I may be mistaken, I think he is a Sumerian. Uh,
2: uh Zozo. Yes, Zozo. Uh I think we've talked about uh Pazuzu. Um which
3: uh, is he's actually the uh, Led Zeppelin actually named their fourth album after him. Oh okay. Um not I, I think it I think they even warned against saying his name uh sure but uh but uh he, yeah he's supposed to be like some uh he's like uh the mischief uh demon
2: isn't uh the zozo one a more recent like the ai chat art um demon?
3: No, no i know uh... well, well i mean they might have done one they might have done some ai but he's been around like i said that's the album the stairway to heaven came out on well, so it's a it's one there's this one entity
2: that keeps reoccurring itself. You don't even have to command the prompt. And it'll I know show up what in, you're talking about. It'll show up in your art.
3: Oh, uh, oh, I've heard about this. Yes. The, the uh, whether you
2: like it or not. Didn't
1: so, uh, I, I think Hollow Sky did an episode on that. Yeah, I think they yeah, did I it last year. I think
3: they did. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where I heard heard about that. Uh, I've uh actually it was it was actually coming up even on like even on like uh browser home pages and stuff talking about it uh so it was yeah, pretty I've seen a little bit of it on uh reddit yeah it's made itself pretty prominent i i don't uh god they had a name for it and i can't remember what it was um but yeah I, I i know what you're talking about there yeah i thought that but no, was those those no, he's been he's definitely been around longer than that. Matter of fact, even even some old Ouija board stories talk about, you know, uh people asking who they're talking to and him spelling it out and then flinging the planchette and yeah. Uh, and a few, you know, there there's there's some crazy stories out there. Uh but I know um I know he's he's at least uh at least the knowledge of him is uh, dates back further than Crowley because that's, I know it came up then. And then, of course, Jimmy Page was obsessed with Crowley. And um, I take it that that's where, uh, that, that, that that's what um, influenced maybe the, the, you know, them naming that fourth album after him. Um, but of course, you know, as you know, if you into Zeppelin and a lot of, a lot of any music really back, in, you know, it's all, there's a lot of, uh, There's a lot of um, evil in the music industry.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, And obviously Hollywood, you know Hollywood. We're we're, it's finally coming out now. We're not sounding so crazy anymore. Yeah. Talking about the Satanism in Hollywood because it's such a it's such a big thing that it's that now it's not even like it's not even like a rumor anymore. It's like yeah, they. I mean, they're pretty much doing seances on stage. Yeah
2: yeah um when i went to mexico this last august um i had some pretty wild shit happen there too oh yeah i mean my vacation was great i called into hollow sky night shift about it as well uh had the best vacation and it was my last night there And uh, I was having trouble sleeping. And when I did finally get to sleep, I had the wildest dream. It was like I was plucked out of bed and put in the jungle. And so, you know, you're feeling that hot humidity and everything. And in front of me, there was this green skinned human looking entity. Uh, kind of Aztec style, but had these living vines curling around it like a snake. Uh, But the vines were in constant motion. And uh, it spoke telepathically um, and told me, you need to go home now. And it didn't come off as like a threat or anything. It just gave me the message you need to go home now and i'm like well that's fine because my flight's tomorrow so i am going home
3: (laughs) oh this is so this is when you were in hawaii uh i was
2: in i was in Mexico. mexico okay um but during that time period that's right before that big hurricane hit yeah and uh this is i was actually supposed to go to hawaii and we ended up changing our our flight and uh if i had gone to hawaii i would have been there when the laser show happened yeah
3: well good thing you so, didn't yeah it was a series Something of home.
2: it was a series of occurrences that changed my vacation from hawaii to mexico or i would have been in that burn path um and then all of a sudden there's that hurricane coming off the coast and uh my flight ended up getting delayed a lot um so we're sitting there sweating in the airport with uh no ac and everything not wondering if we're even gonna make it home or not because when the plane landed there was a little bit of damage to the landing gear and the flight crew walked off the plane So there was no flight crew for the return
3: trip home. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) We're wondering Uh, what the hell is even uh, happening.
3: That's got fuck this written all over it. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So uh, we finally get onto the plane, like, hours and hours and hours later. And, uh, you know, everything's just seemed fine and dandy. And... uh, I'm like a kid in a candy store because i haven't really flown since i was like six years old and i had the window seat so i'm just staring out at this sea of clouds and everything <laughs> and uh i saw a ufo above cloud level and i took a million different photos on my phone and i tried to get video and the damn thing won't show up on photo or video but when I saw it, it was like this really? black sphere. It was a black sphere. And as the plane would move, you'd see the sunlight glinting off of it. And it would glint like aluminum metallic.
3: Yeah. Mm. Dude, I, we have uh, my son and I have seen one that sounds a lot like that. It was just sitting stationary.
2: It wasn't even moving. It was just sitting above the clouds, not moving at all. And then like 20 yeah. minutes later into the flight, I saw another one.
3: Dude, it's odd that and, you say that because we actually pulled over and this thing was sitting still uh, for a second. We thought it may even be like a blimp or something way up, and I'm like, "Way too high for a blimp, you know." Um, but you know, I don't, you know, I don't know what we saw, but then it all it literally just
0: disappeared.
2: Yeah, I mean, like it it would not show up in any frame or photo that I took, oh, and uh, I asked JJ about it. And she said maybe it was spiritual. Maybe it was in a different frequency that doesn't get picked up by the camera lens. But yeah, maybe I, um, that's hard to comprehend. Just <laughs> like it, I yeah. thought it was just right there. <laughs> you know I'm trying to show my wife this thing out the plane window and she's acting like I'm crazy. I'm like it's right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe you could it see it's just that, attuned to
2: you. you yeah, Some, yeah, I it like it was just attuned. Like yeah, you know, I'm I'm starting to open my mind up to that. And you know, we've as we as society have cast so many people as being crazy before. And maybe they're just more in a tune with what's around them. And maybe they can see these things and you know the world is so much bigger than we ever give it credit for
1: yeah 100% man yeah.
2: yeah so i get home like way late um i was a little bit bummed about the ufos but i was excited to see them uh i get back and I, i'm talking to jj the next day and i'm telling her about that dream i was like do you know anything about uh, an Aztec god that's known to be wrapped up in in vines like a snake? And she's like, no, not offhand, but I'll look into it. And uh, she came back to me. She's like, no, I couldn't find any Mexican gods. The only thing that I could come up with is uh, Jesus. And then she gives me this Bible verse where Jesus says he is the living vine and you are the branches um ah oh, man
0: i got to pull that one up i almost want to say it's in John uh
2: I can't remember offhand. I'll have to dig that up and put it in the Discord. Uh, but yeah, it was so interesting to to see that it was just Jesus depicting himself in a different way, in order to put you on that Bible for Bible verse. But giving me that warning that I needed to make sure that I got home. It's so like the very next day that airport and everything got slammed with that hurricane.
1: Oh. Hmm
2: so you know that that warning was for a reason
1: yeah yeah 100 percent for a reason yeah it's interesting this is this is going to go back a little bit um but i had to think of the guy's name you were talking about you know the the generational curse yeah and you're uh Your family haven't been involved in the uh,
2: Grand Orange
1: Lodge. What was it again? Yeah, the Grand Orange Lodge. Um, And I was listening to a gentleman. His name is Dr. Stevens. He's out of New Zealand. um, Just earlier today, actually. And he was talking about how, yeah, Dr. Stevens. um, Last
2: name is Stevens.
1: Oh, no way. Well, that's (laughs) extra interesting. Um, Because this guy was talking about helping. He has a ministry where he helps uh, people dispel generational curses that were brought on by earlier members of the family, uh, essentially bringing these curses onto the onto not only themselves, but future generations through the initiation rites of, uh, Freemasons lodges and yeah, that depending on <laughs> dude. Yeah, that's crazy. The fact that you, that, you know, the topics come up the same as one thing, but when you share a name with the gentleman that adds a whole nother layer to that cake, but that really, that really kind of struck me. I'll see if I can find the video that I was watching and I'll, I'll share it in the discord. I'll send it to you
2: yeah yeah
0: that sounds great i found that uh verse you're looking for it's in uh john chapter 15 i'm not going to read it right now but if anyone's listening it's it's right there thanks outlaw Yep. no problem yeah buddy.
3: uh we uh, we've heard we've heard that a few times haven't we maddie about the generational the freemason generational curses uh and doing research yep. and stuff too i've yeah. done a lot of research into freemasons we they're kind of like my nemesis but we uh uh we've uh um we've talked about that a few times um of course i even jj and i've talked about of course jj you know she's always sunny disposition oh there's good ones that i'm like no nope no not
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. no which is strange i know um we were mentioning earlier it's just uh it seems like uh matt i think it was you maddie that said that we were all brought in together through i don't know some uh uh had at work here, but it seems like a lot of people on our Discord, including you, Chucky, are uh dealing with some type of uh um, generational curse dealing oh, with I uh, was talking
3: about that about all of us yeah. having like some uh <laughs> some and I'm sure Maddie probably does too all of us having some um uh some familial ties to Freemasonry or single yeah. societies.
2: Not always brought up in family history either. No, like, it's not. Some no. families especially don't like to air their dirty laundry. Um, well, especially some when people just take stuff.
1: that secrecy.
2: Well, like think not many families are super open to paranormal activity either. Um, you know, I just happened to be in a family where it was openly talked about where uh great grandma had a ghost that would tuck her in at night. Um you know, my my grandma, she saw all kinds of entities, um, including leprechauns. Um, so, like, I've been steeped in this stuff my whole life.
1: Uh, I feel that, yeah.
2: <laughs> but you know, I was listening to Blurry Creatures, and there was an episode that really struck home, and it was about the transfiguration of Christ and uh they were talking about where it happened and how it happened and it was during this the peak of a pagan festival yeah on mount mount hermon right at the temple of pan there's a big cave there that they associate with being the mouth of hell and he stands there and shoots a shoots a warning shot across the bow of the enemy he says on this rock i will build my church and you know what has brought all us discord people together it's the spooks it's the monsters it's this paranormal activity it's the mouth of hell that has brought us all together and we've all become family like we I'm, are, we talk about that a lot. Yeah.
3: You don't, there's, there's 100%. very, 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 very minimal infighting or our, I can't tell you one instance, uh, in our discord where there's been any hatred between, um, between our members. Uh, now that being said, we don't have anywhere near as large of a community in our discord as we did, uh, in like the, the hollow sky discord or, or even AI, but, um, we, well,
2: we're part of them all.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. We all share the same base. Um, as a matter of fact, yeah, this fact, is a big cross-pollination. Yeah, I can't tell you one of our members that's not uh, that's not also a member of either Hollow Sky or AI or uncomfortable. Um, you know, I a mean, great great the, bunch of people.
2: To the trade point where it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what color your skin is, or what your personal beliefs are. I see everyone in that in those Discord communities as brothers and
3: sisters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean
3: 100%. Oh yeah, and we had they're from they're from all different walks of life too. I mean, we've got yeah. you know uh you, you know um uh Matt, Matty, he's he's uh uh multi-deity guy you know we've got um and i don't i apologize maddie i've probably slaughtered whatever you <laughs> however you describe that but uh you know, and, and, you know one of my best friends is muslim you know uh we don't uh we just you know we we're part of the, of a group of people that realize that we're not each other's enemy the people that want us to be enemies are, is our enemy you know yeah
2: yeah that's exactly yeah. right yeah I just see everyone is, you know, we all come from different places and we're all just a tribe.
3: Yeah. One thing's for sure, we certainly appreciate and love everybody in our Discord, man. Um, We've bragged about it a few times, you know, people literally saying, man, I love you guys, but we've got to bow out of your Discord because there's so many people and so much activity, I can't keep up with my notifications. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, when we've got a group of, um, you know, 50 people in Discord, uh you know and you, you this guy you know this well there's there's two two separate ones but one of the guys is actually an uncomfortable and hollis guy and he's telling us that ours is is off the chain he can't keep up with the notifications that that you know that's pretty awesome we love that um we, and we we love talking to people. Yeah, you that's know, there's I can't think of one time uh you know one day that goes by that one of the three of us isn't you know talking to people on the discord um i've been uh super super busy here lately so i don't get to as much but you know we really really appreciate everybody because you got, you have a lot of different pools of information that you know we all tend to share experiences you know um feelings and stuff like that and, and like i said there's there's many different pools of information that we can you know uh that we can pull from
2: yeah and i mean like even if you don't have uh like a religious background i think uh a lot of what we are doing is working for the light so even if you you think you're not religious you're still doing the work that is for the light yeah so whether or not you want to put like a label on it and say it's religious or not you know that's between you and God.
3: Yeah. But you're still doing the good work. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've definitely been through a lot, Chucky. That's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> been through literal
2: hell, brother. Yeah. Um, but I we... mean, like, you gotta you gotta go through your trials in the desert in order to uh, become who you're meant to be.
1: Yeah i agree with that too
2: like i said i i often would sit back and wonder why i woke up after i took all those pills and this this is why you know i to be part of this community and uh you know i i have so many good friends now yeah right
3: not that I don't have good
1: yeah, friends. Yeah, 100%. You, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And you, uh, you can, you're always. In, now you've you know, got good weird friend. friends. Yeah. Yeah, now you've got <laughs> yeah, good weird <exactly>. friends. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: And I'll be yeah. honest with you, man. The work you're doing with the UV stuff is incredible, man. I really, it really is. I love hearing about that. Yeah, man. You know, it's, and that, it really struck me as interesting because, like, our scorpions,
2: I, they you react I I think it's bigger than anything we give it credit for. Like, when I got the vision of the tomb, I think that's an undiscovered Egyptian tomb. And there is hidden writing on it somewhere. I mean, no one brings a blacklight into a tomb. Yeah. Right? No. You could go to Egypt, and the whole Great Pyramid could be, like, lathered with script that you would not see with your naked eye.
3: Yeah. Hell
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, If If you want to... If you want to take it to the federal reserve level, they do security checks on money in UV, you put black light on money and there's hidden pictures that you cannot see. Yeah. It shows the
1: watermarks. Yep. That's how we check bills.
2: I've got (laughs) Mexican pesos that I brought home and there's like hidden birds on them and butterflies and all this cool stuff. Um but you start thinking about it, and you say, "Well, where did they come up with this? Where did they get the idea to use UV light to hide security messages on money?" Yeah, it must go back much probably further. From the,
3: probably from the same place they got the, the the inspiration for the rest of the symbolism that they put on the dollar bills. Um, I mean, you you have uh, what's the the novo order Um and if you draw a pentagram in it, it literally spells out Mason. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Try it one time. Do it. Get an American dollar bill. Turn it around, where it says Novus Ordo Seclorum. Draw a pentagram upside down. <clears throat> it will say Mason. You will literally. It'll say. It'll be M A S O N.
2: But I mean, like, if you could take a a blacklight flashlight and go to a museum, or you know, yeah, an no, ancient no. temple, or everything. I I can bet you there's going to be something that turns up. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That'd be cool as shit, too. I listened to a documentary one time. I can't remember the source. But uh, they said in ancient Babylon, they called UV angel vision. Mm. Hmm. hmm. Right? right?
1: Yeah. That's intriguing.
2: Yeah. And... uh you know, Hollywood likes to put this stuff out in our face, and we don't really pick up on it.
3: Yeah. Right? So. Right. Yeah, imagine... I our first episode was on soft disclosure.
2: Well, think oh. of the movie Predator. And how does he see his prey? He switches through visual spectrum to yeah. see different things. Like Alien versus Predator. He needs to see the humans in infrared. And to see the alien, he has to swap to a different spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So it's in our face. But yeah. You have eyes but you do not see. You have ears but you do not hear.
0: Yeah. I just had this thought, man, like well two thoughts. One, we need to find a giant bones and uh put it under UV. Yeah. <laughs> see, what, see what what we get um and my second thought is going back to the garden of Eden, man. Imagine uh seeing those colors in a place that was literally paradise on earth like heaven on earth yeah. and you're seeing something like that um and even colors that we can't even uh describe or uh, you know that don't don't exist in our uh, existence you,
2: you you can't describe a color that doesn't exist but like i said when i when i brought up my ufo Uh, encounter um it showed me a color that does not exist on this earth and you know i asked jj about that too and she says when you're astral projecting uh you often can see colors that aren't
3: from the world dude uh matter of fact that i've listened to a podcast here recently i can't remember which one it was or uh, you know, what, you know I've, I've listened to a few of them, but I remember somebody else talking about an experience of seeing a color that didn't exist.
2: That was in uh, Hollow Sky when they were talking about Project Center Lane.
3: Maybe, yeah, it might be. Uh, I because to that was all about the
2: government-funded astral projection project.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: To, re- to remote view. Yeah. And they came back from their you know, day journeys or whatever it was, and they would describe seeing colors that don't exist.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't want to throw in then I'm you sorry. got oh go ahead, Maddie. You're good. Oh, I was just gonna say you got Lovecraft too, the color out of space. Yeah. And then they just recently turned that into a movie with old Nick
3: Cage. Yeah,
0: yes. of course I they did. Know.
3: Yeah. <laughs> of course they did. You know what I fucking hate about Nicholas Cage? Every Character that Nicolas Cage plays is Nicolas Cage. Like, that's it. You might as well just name them all fucking Nicolas Cage.
2: Well, oh, I mean, I think they did that with that newest movie.
3: Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like and and starring as Nicolas Cage is Ghost Rider. Not Ghost Rider, not Nicolas Cage starring as Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider starring as Nicolas Cage. <laughs>
2: Oh, man, I got a I got a mission for you, boys. Um, I recently came across this one video about ancient structures in America. And th- this one's super interesting. You said Nick Cage, and it brought up, uh, you know, that Declaration of Independence movie in my head.
1: <laughs> National um, treasure, baby. Yes. National, National treasure.
2: treasure. I was trying to think so. That. On the the presidential monument there where they got all the presidents carved into the mountain. Yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you look to the right of where all those heads are blasted into the mountain, there's a very, very ancient looking, very faded, but it looks like a Pharaoh's head on the mountain. Yes.
0: Yeah. Actually, dude, when you showed me that yesterday, that just blew my mind. So I started uh, looking into it deeper So originally, before they carved in those heads, the presidential heads, there were six other heads on there. Yeah. And they were called the six grandfathers, six great grandfathers or something like that.
2: Yeah, they they had a name for the area that basically roughly translated to Little Egypt. Yeah. Yeah, that's flipping wild i've kind of been down that rabbit hole of egyptians in the grand canyon
3: lately yes yes we, we that's what yeah i was gonna say we've we've talked about that here recently
1: there was a uh
3: there was a strange
1: woods episode recently as well shout out to those guys over at strange woods they did one on What's the uh, hidden chamber strange woods i don't think
3: i've ever even heard of it Yeah,
1: yeah, they're a good little they're a good little show. I'll shoot you a link. um I'm in their Discord as well, but they did one on the hidden chamber that's supposed to be in Rushmore.
3: Oh, okay, yeah,
2: yeah. I wonder what's in
3: there. That's been alluded to in a lot of movies, actually. If you'll remember in Richie Rich, yeah, it wasn't wasn't it Richie Rich? Yeah, I think it was Richie Rich, one or two. I think so.
0: Team America.
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) Or was it fuck red? I don't one of the two. (laughs)
2: Um, and then there's like that 1930s or 1940s airplane picture of the Sphinx that shows a hole in the head. So you could like get into the Sphinx from the very top of it. Jeez, man. there's so many hidden things that they just try to cover up so that we can't see or understand it.
1: Well, there was a in Norris, Tennessee, where they flooded when when TVA come put the dam in. They have they have a, a whole museum dedicated to that stuff, and there is, or there there was, I imagine there still is in that lake somewhere but there was an Egyptian style temple and there was a box with purple dye. And at that time period, you know, of course this was excavated while they were trying to survey the area to make sure they weren't flooding anything important. And, uh, there was purple dye in this, which would have had to come from either the Mediterranean or a very specific part of Mexico and of course, it got flooded, so we don't know we don't know what's going on with it. But there was some, if I'm not mistaken, there was photographs taken, um, and there was some survey survey drawings. And then an hour and a half in the other direction, there was the Chitata Wall that was excavated by a farmer on his property that uh, they was alleged to have proto Hebrew writing on it. But the Smithsonian said, no, it's just worms. And uh, the farmer ended up, (laughs) yeah, of course. But uh, the farmer, from what I understand, he ended up burying the wall because people were starting to just come and deface the wall or take chunks with them or whatnot. So these sort of sites are all over the place. Yeah, It's just actually figuring out what was going on.
2: Man, one of the most mind blowing things that I've come across recently on uh, Instagram, I found a channel called uh, the Boneyard, Alaska, and it's, it's a gold mine up there, but as they're, they're mining away in the hillside, they're finding thousands and thousands of ice age animals, like full mammoth skulls and steep bison, saber tooth tigers cave lions short-faced bear and recently they've started to show the ends of these bones that they're finding they almost look like they've been cut with a circular saw they're so perfectly cut on like multiple ends of the bone and it's like you know one cut might be a 45 degree angle and one might be a 90.
3: Yeah, but Well, I think we're also back to. I think we're we're beyond the point now too, uh, of even questioning the fact that some of these societies were far more advanced than what we were told. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. I, I, I don't I notice. I said what we were told, and and not what we realized, because obviously somebody has known this. I mean, I and you know they have. Um, that that should just be the the schizo and me talking, but I, I don't. I I can't for the life of me. Uh, I don't trust anything from anyone who is in power. I, everything that we've been taught has some sort of, of schematic behind it. Like it's been, you know, and, and I, I take it back and, and I know it goes back way further, but I, I take I, a big part of it was, you know, J.D. Rockefeller and, and J.P. Morgan, uh, you know, when when they said, you know, when they when they left their mark on our education system here in America, that, uh, you know, they didn't need a nation of thinkers, they needed a nation of workers. And that's what our educational system has been built for. Yep. I think that there's a lot of things like what you're talking about um, that have been purposefully excluded from any of our curriculum.
2: And the reason why it's coming to light is because those guys are saying, fuck you to academia.
3: Yeah. Well, and I think, well, and the reason, the reason I think that that's relevant in our conversation is because I think that that in itself is a part of the spiritual warfare, because there's a lot of those things that are, are not just faith-based once you see them, uh, you know, seeing as believing there's a lot of that shit, you know, that is being, that, that's being discovered that is very biblically uh, accurate. Uh, well, it lends it itself to make the, the Bible uh, more accurate. So you know that that that's the last thing that the the opposition wants you know is for us to have physical proof that these things exist.
2: Well, they in the 40s gave a spearhead that they found in that gold mine to uh, the Smithsonian. And guess what they never got it back. Of
3: course, of course not, <sighs> right? Of course not, because it didn't exist, and neither did the the giant bones that they set it beside.
2: Well, they gave them 12 tons worth of mammoth bone, tusks and
3: skulls and everything,
2: and they dumped it into the river. God. Yeah. So from that point on, they changed their logo to a skull and crossbones giving you the finger. (laughs) So uh, I see it quite often in the comments when I'm reading about these bones. They're like, what's the craziest thing you've ever found? He's like, well, we can't tell you that. He's like, well, have you ever found anything that's human? He's like, you want to know that question? Look at our logo. <laughs> and it's <laughs> mm-hmm. it's the double middle finger. Well,
3: um, well I think about that for a second. Just think about that. They're telling me. Like, what's the craziest you thing you've ever found? You. Well, we can't tell you. Why can you not tell me something that's been found? Why can you not tell me that? What is so fucking secret that you can't tell me something that's been found? Like, just fucking snowball me something off the top of your head to keep me pacified, you cocksucks. No, uh, no, we can't tell you that.
2: There's the political side of it, where if they do reveal that they're finding human remains, they shut down the gold mine and claim, you know, ancestral heritage or something, yeah. right? Well, yeah, but, yeah I mean, no, I, mean man, I get it. Where they're finding these bones. That's 70 feet down in the permafrost, right on bedrock. Like yeah. You can't get lower than that.
3: I see that. We've actually talked about that one time, too, Chucky. We had a guy, we had Joel on, if you remember, uh, Outlaw. Uh, yeah. This was a little before Maddie actually joined us, but uh, um, Joel was talking episode. about the... Yeah. So, uh, I actually got to hang out with him last night, buddy of ours birthday, but it was... Uh, uh, it wasn't him but i had i had remembered that's why i had to ask him to see if that was him telling me that story but it wasn't there's was actually a place close to us over here at saltwell they you know, they they're well known for uh it's it's a big hole in the earth pretty much over here but uh they they have found a lot of uh mammoth and uh mastodon both uh uh skeletons over here and they were like uh the guy that told me this, I can't remember who it was, but he was talking about, you know, they were doing construction over there and unearthed a uh uh mastodon tusk. And um when they did, they just covered it up. Uh they discarded it, covered that area up, kept on doing their thing because if they had turned it in, you know, then it you know, automatically eminent domain, there goes the job that they're working on.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um kind of like a synchronicity but i think it was like more information that i needed to see um i'm subscribed to another instagram channel called uh giants of america yeah and uh he often posts uh newspaper clippings right yeah i think you uh, didn't you post some of that in ours some of that yeah yeah i think Um, so yeah so he'll post these newspaper clippings of back in the day when they find these giant skeletons and they'll tell the story about them. Right. And, you know, I shit you not. One of those clippings was like a little township, like two towns over from where I am. They found the seven and a half footer when they're paving main street. And like, I didn't think there was anything like that around here. because like, you know, we're kind of barren for anything ancient. Yeah. Um. A lot of the valleys, you climb up in the mountains and you're in river sand. Like, so at one time, this whole valley was nothing but water. Yeah. But, you know, they're paving Main Street and they pull out a seven and a half footer and then those bones disappear and they're never seen again. Of
3: course. Of but course, yeah. that's wild. Yeah. Now, what you're, you're, uh, are you up in the Yukon? Is that right? Nope. I'm in, uh, the Okanagan in British Columbia. Oh, okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. I'm right around where, uh, Ogopogo lives. (laughs) 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 Actually, I found out, uh, just this summer, you know, I grew up here my whole life. And, uh, the lake that I live on is called the Shushwap. And, uh, Apparently there's ancient legends of our own lake monster called the Shushwagi. And uh someone was staying in an Airbnb this summer and they actually got a video of some very curious looking wake coming out of the water from up on the deck there. They were filming it and like some people try to say it's a family of river otters just playing around in the water. But I'm like, I don't know, man. That's a big <laughs> swell. Yeah, <laughs> wow. dude. But uh, when I when I was looking up the history of it, because I've never heard it before. I'm like, this can't be real. Uh, there was a trapper from like 1910. And he claimed to have killed one of these things. And he skinned it. He killed it and skinned it. He was a trapper, and he sold the pelt in the next township over for what would equate today to be $3,000. Jeez,
0: man. So, I,
2: think he got, I think he was undersold. But... <laughs> what it translates to is the water bear. So there's actually a cryptid that fits the bill for that where it's not a plesiosaur type, but actually a long-necked seal. Yeah,
1: I was going to say seals. Yep.
2: uh, That would be your water bear. If it's something associated like a sea lion, and it's got the really long neck, that would fit the bill. And we're on a salmon path, so the town that I'm from is actually named after that. And uh, we get the uh, famous Adams River sockeye salmon run. It's like the biggest sockeye salmon run in the world. Yeah. And uh, so it it wouldn't be a far stretch to imagine a long neck seal coming into the lake chasing salmon.
1: But not at all. uh... And that's... uh... That's something that I've heard before with other quote-unquote water cryptids, because seals will also pull their heads into their neck. And so it gives them a very kind of, I guess you could say, apish appearance. So they look like water apes. Yeah.
2: And uh, some of the the stories uh, associated with Nessie, they say that they saw her crossing the fords on land.
0: Yeah, so,
2: oh. like the seal kind of fits the bill, and seals
1: apparently end up in all sorts of wonky places they're not supposed to. Yeah, yeah, so do all shout out cryptids of the corn, real quick, by the way, <laughs> cryptids of the corn, Justin. That's all you, brother. You taught me that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there, there's another story. Sorry, Maddie, I didn't mean to cut you off and shout at that. No, no, there's you're another good. Another story. Good, I was I done. Re- I, I, can't remember. Uh, uh, well, I'm glad you got enough for I <laughs> before I came in. <laughs> uh, but anyway, there's another story. That there, there's a gold, th- and I'm wanting to say it was British Columbia. I was looking it up. I, I apologize while I was uh, checking my phone there. Uh, I was looking, I was looking it up, but I can't find it right off the top of my head. Uh, but and there's this place up in there. It's very remote that people used to go to uh, to a gold mine, and a lot of people ended up disappearing from there. And there was, they talked about these white beings that. Oh, Nahanni Valley. Valley. Yeah. yeah. What, say that again.
2: Nahani Valley. It's actually Maybe. up
3: in the Yukon.
2: It, okay. it translates to Valley of the Headless Men.
3: Yes, yes. Okay, so so these people would go there, and uh, they uh, well, there were a lot of stories of these white beings, these white cryptids. Um, I just wondered if that might have tied oh. into it, but I couldn't remember where it was. Uh,
2: yeah, that's up in the Yukon. Yeah. Or North, Northwest Territories, actually. Um, it's in a gigantic provincial park. Yeah. Uh, so you can't hunt there, you can't bring guns with you. Uh... Which is curious. Cause like there's yeah. a lot of mountain giant stories <laughs> in that area as well. Yeah, well, I mean we yeah. wouldn't want
3: they wouldn't want us going in there and killing their buddies, you know, They're fucking <laughs> yeah, white fucking
2: beings. Nephilim breeding yeah.
3: ground. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't want to wouldn't want to spoil that. There's
0: <laughs> definitely uh, a lot of uh uh what do you call it? Game of Thrones undertones there and a lot of uh yes yes nor Norse, uh Norse frost giant uh myth mythology uh going on around there man like real life shit well and we know how hollywood likes to f- you
3: know feed us bits and pieces of truth yeah. and sell it as as horror fiction um you know uh so i i don't doubt it i apologize for going off on that tangent i was just thinking about, oh, when, yeah. you're talking <laughs> about when you're talking about that stuff jackie i was thinking about i was like damn but i know it somewhere near there that that I heard, you know, about the story. But I did find just a second ago that actually more people go missing in British Columbia every year than anywhere else in Canada.
2: Oh, we're part of the, uh, the Highway of Tears. So, uh, there's a, uh, they think it's a serial killer, but it could be more than one person. Um, where, uh, a long I, like my town's connected on that we're part of the highway of tears and it goes all the way up past Prince George some big section of highway but so many women go missing on there yeah and uh actually uh, uh my previous rental house I was almost living next door to a serial killer um oh, really yeah uh they so you totally at, should
3: have led with this.
2: They Gosh. actually <laughs> they acquitted him, um, which I think is bullshit because uh I saw the, the police investigation when they were raiding his farm.
3: Yeah,
2: uh he got caught because he had bought a prostitute and she was trying to run away from him or something like that, and he was shooting at her with a shotgun. And wow. and that she managed sounds... to go ahead. She she managed to get away. But I mean, there's lots of rumors around town of this guy buying buy like bags and bags of lie, yes, and br- bringing it back to the farm. But they raised buffalo, so it wouldn't seem very out of place, right? Yes,
3: that's like the big pig uh, farmer here. You guys remember that? I can't remember his name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who? yeah. Robert Picton, that's also in Pickton, British Columbia. A lot of people are talking about how uh he was actually connected uh with I mean, a lot more than what that story tells. Like it I want to say it was on a uh he was like connected to the mob, like uh, uh like, he was very much connected to the hell's angels. Oh, yeah, but not only that, like, this, apparently, like, he was part of, like, some big sex trade for elites, uh, like, all kinds of shit, like, and I had heard the Picton story back in the day, and then when I added this aspect to it, I'm like, damn, that makes a lot of sense.
2: Man, uh, back when I was
3: uh, a young
2: man, I still used to listen to the news, and our our BC local news station wasn't quite bought out at the time yet by the powers that be so they would actually give you pretty good information
3: yeah
2: and uh i can remember it was only ever one show because they often repeat the same story right but i watched the morning news before i head to work and they did a story on picton when they were first breaking the case yeah and they gave details about what they had found that they never once repeated since then yeah. And it was disturbing as hell. What well, do you remember? What it was? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, well, spill it. <laughs> so I, it was sick, man. He, oh, yeah. He's yeah, a sick guy. He put a dildo as a silencer
3: on a rifle. <laughs> and Dude, this, is, this is got countercult written all over it. <laughs> you didn't even have to hesitate. Well, Fucking dildo he silencers. Was,
2: He was raping these girls with the the barrel of the gun, and then he would pull the
0: trigger. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah,
3: sick. It's sick, sick shit. Wow. We are going to have to get some Picton dildo t-shirts. I mean, thankfully, my my
2: family was in that uh, culty church because we were raised to not eat pork. Yeah. Because back in the day when Picton was running that farm, he was cutting those girls up and selling their meat as yeah. pork. Jeez. Yeah. What a sick and that fucker, was distributed man. all over the province.
3: Yeah. What a sick fucker. Yeah. Uh, Boys my mind. Boys my mind. But- like
2: he'd not only feed them to the pigs, but he'd throw them into the hamburger grinder. And yeah, that's sitting in your grocery store shelf yeah wow
3: that's
2: why i hunt i know where my meat comes
3: from from. oh you and i both do. oh yeah Uh, (laughs) i love your your pics and stuff on on discord um yeah i do uh we do a lot of hunt this year i'm actually taking a lot of time off because i'm I'm so busy and still working on the album and everything and and um you know i'm kind of like justin them you got you know family first you know then work then then podcast and the music so i got all yeah. that you know but uh uh yeah there there are dude I, mm-hmm. especially after after hearing that i can't I think it was the other day i heard that they were tying him in with uh they were tying that picking guy in with uh um elite sex trafficking rings and stuff like that which yeah. you know i don't see it doesn't surprise me like apparently he was being paid for um for a lot of stuff including like including like people specifically paying for Uh, human meat and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: I've heard that. Um, He was all
3: disappointed and butthurt because he only
2: killed 49 girls. He never got to the big 50. That's what he was bragging about in
3: prison. I I do remember hearing that as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sick, sick fuckers, man. And then that guy that I lived down the road
2: from, uh, I... uh, I had this game butcher that would cut up my deer for me and he used to cut the buffaloes up for them and uh he said he never saw anything weird but uh he used to cut the buffaloes up for the the serial killers family yeah yeah because like they had a big complex of barns there and it's like rolling hills so there's multi-levels to where these barns are situated and the police came through they tarped off every single one of them yeah. and they were digging up the ground I was coming home from work one day and I was driving by really slow and I watched them pull a purple hoodie out of the ground holy hell man <laughs> Fuck. like that that tells me he's guilty yeah. right there and they let him go yeah this oh, guy got acquitted. It's fucked up. Is like he still, there was I mean, he's still out now, or as far as I'm aware, um he almost hit and killed me one day. Uh he had this uh very unique white truck,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh this is back when me and my wife only had one vehicle, and uh she was working the night shift uh at the farm we live at. And she wanted me to drop off the car and kind of walk back home so she could have the car to drive home at night and not have to walk back in the dark. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. So I drop off the car and I'm walking back on the shoulder of the road. And as I'm walking, I'm on the left-hand side of the road. This truck comes from the right-hand side into the left-hand side, almost clips my head with the mirror, and then goes back to the other side. I think he was scoping oh. me out to see if I was a woman.
0: <sighs> Fucking asshole.
2: Dude, this fucked.
0: <laughs> we need to bring back vigilante justice, man. Old West style. Oh, fuck yep. yeah, dude.
2: I mean, yeah. I'm I'm always doing my UV stuff in the river here. Yeah. And he lived upriver from me, so I'm always kind of afraid I'm going to find, like, human bones or something in the river. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, yeah. um, Crazy. Like, but i mean yeah. he he would bury them in the the local gravel pits out here and um obviously at the farm he did some shit there too and he was constantly in the farm stores buying that lie so probably one of trudeau's friends <sighs> uh,
3: yeah i love it Ugh. Yeah i fucking hate trudeau a little fucking cuck <laughs> uh.
2: yeah i'm not gonna I'll never give that Nazi salute, even though I'm
3: Canadian. Yeah, fuck that guy, man.
0: You mean, fuck uh, that guy
3: and everything he did to Canadians? Yeah,
0: yeah, I say it out loud. I know it's coming. Fidel Castro's bastard.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you little bastard. Uh, yeah, like, uh, the shit he did with the truckers and shit, you know, I mean, that's uh, and, and you know, I don't get it, man. People like, people are like, oh, eh, well, he wins, turn around and go home. No, he doesn't fucking win. Stop putting your fucking money in the banks. Take your money. I don't know how Canada works, but take your fucking money out of the banks. Don't give them the lending power. When you get paid, everybody does direct deposit Now, when you get paid, go fucking take your shit out and pay with cash. Uh, stop letting these fucking institutions. I do it. We do it all the time now. Because every dollar they have gives them $100 spending uh, of lending power. Uh, I don't know if you've ever, you know, I, I, that, I, I remember that from economics. I can't, I'm, I was too stoned to tell you exactly how, <laughs> but I can tell you, I remember hearing that, but so take your money out of the banks, man. It, that, that's a, that, that they should have known that that little cocksucking sucking cuckold would have fucking tried that shit. Um, and you know, uh, I love, I love, I thought that, I thought it was great that they fucking went against him. All the truck drivers, uh, but then, when he took their money or put a hold on their money, it's just like, oh well, there's the end game. No, no, take your fucking money out of the bank. Fuck that cocksucker. He ain't got shit on you.
2: No, it was more than that. They brought in the military too.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. fuck them too. Yeah, that's a fucking that's treason. That's treason. Yeah. You're gonna go against. You're gonna. You're gonna side with. You're, you're gonna allow a tyrant to tell you to go fucking enforce this against your people. Like you're not there to serve him you know, I don't know, maybe the, maybe the Canadian, you know, maybe when they swear in as Canadians, it's a little different. I'm not for sure. I don't mean that joke. And I just, I really honestly don't know, you know, how you all, uh, how, how the, you know, the military and the law enforcement, everything's set up. I know for a fact, because I was a law enforcement officer here, that when you swear in, you're not swearing in to, uh, to vow allegiance to, uh, tyrant cocksuckers. You're you vow to protect and uphold, everybody's constitutional rights um yeah. you know and that um that shit doesn't fly with us and that's uh, yeah we've got a big uprising here in america too that like people are starting everywhere like, uh, man yeah it really is yeah it really it's, is it's
2: coming everywhere just some people are more brave in order to make it happen
3: oh yeah we call it out i'm I, i'm surprised that i haven't had all kinds of three-letter agencies come here and try to and try to you know, uh, parade through my shit here at the house, which I don't have anything other than fluffy. I don't even have ARs anymore. I don't, you know, I've got a couple of revolvers and a few rifles, but, uh, but, um, you know, it, it's gotten to a point where we can see them using misusing, uh, resources against us just like Trudeau, they're you know locking up bank accounts that's that shouldn't even be a thing that's treason
0: yeah
2: but you know like i think it's more important to instead of getting in this division of us and them i think it's more important for us to unify yeah dude
3: yeah us as a people um, uh yes. them, them as the government because i'm going to tell you something Those guys, they don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about me, Outlaw, Maddie. They could care less. When those curtains fall, yeah, we're divided. We're divided by design. Order out of chaos. We are divided by design because together and not divided, not paying attention to each other's skins or their sexual orientation or their sexual preferences, if we don't have all of these fucking things, everybody's got a month. Everybody's got a month so we can celebrate our differences. And nobody wants, well, I say that nobody, in the news, obviously, they want you to think nobody wants, and people are waking up. Uh, people do realize that this, this shit is not going to fly. But when the curtains fall, your political differences, the, the, those guys behind the curtain who, are, who claim to be red and blue, they're all shaking hands and, and having a fucking heyday with your money. Yeah. You know, um, we're sending all this money across seas to fucking, uh, to Ukraine, and I, I guarantee you half of it's coming back. And lands in their pockets. Oh man,
2: they're just going to Bohemian Grove and buttering up their sausages. Like, yeah,
3: yeah, dude, buttered sausage, <laughs> buttered <and> sausage. <laughs> butter and sausage. Uh, what is? Why is it doing what it's doing? Yeah, no, seriously, uh it, you're you're absolutely right, man. They're 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 taking our money and doing stupid shit with it, and it's nothing that we even sign off on. You're going to see it with Israel now too. You watch, you're going to see it with Israel. The I, all across the TV, they're demonizing Hamas. Uh, look at, look at Palestine. Well, I, I have a, I have a best friend. He's, he's a uh, Palestinian Muslim. You look at Palestine 1902 and look at it now. And it's not, it has nothing to do with religion. It has everything to do with the pacts that they've made with these other countries. And if anybody thinks Netanyahu is some kind of fucking uh, somebody to step up for, they're, they're wrong. Uh, man, but have you we've... ever
2: seen pictures of
3: Pakistan from, like,
2: the 50s? Not right it... offhand. I don't think so. Oh, man. Pakistan was a paradise. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. They It was well-structured. Everyone was well-dressed. It was flourishing with plant life. Yeah. And then you look at it after the Iraqi war,
3: and it's rubble. Yeah. It's yeah. sad and it... depressing. Uh, look at Muammar Gaddafi's people. Syria. These people, dude, he would allow them, they, they would pay for them to leave and come get an education over here as long as they promised to come back and use it over there to better the country. Th- there, were no hom- there were no homeless people. He was giving shit. Oh, why do you think they killed him? We What we're told, now I'm not saying everybody that we've gone and, and assassinated as a country is a great person. I'm not saying that. Um, but I am saying there's a lot of shit that happens that we get fed a lot of bullshit to believe these guys are villains and then they kill them and nobody bats an eye because we just think at the end of the day, Oh yeah, they got the bad guy. The bad guys over there, (laughs) Maddie. But it's true, dude. Like, uh, instantly when when the uh when Hamas started fighting them back over there instantly demonized across all the media if all the media is together on something that tells me something if all the media is concurrent uh they, they all they're all saying the same thing they're all demonizing the same people and glorifying the same people that should tell you something
2: but I mean there's also another
3: aspect to consider and
2: you know that that's Whether or not you subscribe to it or not, there's biblical prophecy, yeah, and there's certain things that are declared that have to happen, yeah, and you know this is probably one of them,
3: yeah, and it may be it may very well be uh, just as much as the you know the Euphrates River drying up, um, but but at the end of the day, it's still current times, yeah, that we have to live in, and I I've 100% agree that that that. 110% One hundred and ten percent of the shit we see on the news is not the whole truth.
2: Oh, I'm not saying roll over and take it. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, that... yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying certain things need
3: to happen. Yeah, uh, I agree uh, to an extent, but you know, if like, uh, you know, apocalypse has to happen, it doesn't mean I support it happening tomorrow. No, um, yeah. You know, we all want to go to heaven, but I'm, um, I'm, I'm good right now. <laughs> uh, i'm good where i'm at right now uh i'm not saying heaven ain't a lot better and i wouldn't be that much happier once i realized i was there if, if i was lucky enough to make it there but for right now i'm good i'm good it's almost bedtime we'll talk about that some time. Other- <laughs> but but like yeah that's what i'm saying you just don't have i, I just don't feel like rolling over and, and and supporting you know uh what is about to come
2: no I agree. you're you're uh, not supposed to just take it
3: willingly yeah yeah and i think that's part of prophecy too we're supposed to stand up for what's right and 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 follow on what we believe is you know uh what we believe is right i i I can only imagine that would be a sound um sound prophecy you know uh or a way to look at it anyways if, if it is the end times um you know, where, and I think there are some biblical verses about this laying there and taking it too. uh, you're not supposed to do that, you know, but, um, but then again, it's like, well, who, you know, I, I'm not going to support Israel. I'm not going to support, you know, everybody says, oh, you're supposed to support Israel. You're supposed to support. No, no, I don't support Netanyahu. I don't support any of the fuck. The fact that everybody else supports them, that tells me something. Um, you know same with uh same with ukraine uh i can't tell you how many people have tried to add the podcast on facebook and have a ukraine flag i'm like no i'm not because i'm not arguing with you about this later i'm not we're not doing this greg Greg. (laughs) fuck you greg (laughs) fucking dick greg but i knew it was coming (laughs) that motherfucker anyways yeah you know so i'm like yeah we're not arguing about this later you know until you uh, and i'm not I'm not the one who's like, oh, you know, I'm not saying everything I'm saying is right and what they're saying is wrong. I'm just saying if you support the current thing, you're probably not counter cult material, so I I'm, I don't want to end up arguing with you later and hurt your feelings. Um, because what I think I... is
2: important
3: when it comes to these things is to dig
2: into the matter, find yeah. out the truth, and reveal the truth.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's what Hell we're yeah. supposed to do.
2: It doesn't matter which side you're trying... You don't have to support either. You just need to find the truth of the matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, I agree with you. I agree with you. The, the only problem I have with that is is the fact that we are kept so busy with our bread and circuses. To be able to have our bread and circuses, we don't have time to do that shit. You know, um, it's sad. Um, you know, you work two jobs trying to hold down, a, you know, trying to bring Christmas and, and, and everything else, you uh, know. I find it eats into my, you know, I don't have any time to do half of this shit anymore, but, you, I mean, you're right. We need to get down to the truth. That's what we try to do. We try to do that. You know, everything we we talk about, we try to, uh, you know, I obviously have my opinions, and they're strong opinions, because I'm a dick. But,
2: um... I mean, just look, look at the holidays, for instance.
3: They're Hallmark holidays.
2: Yeah. And you feel obligated to participate Absolutely. in them, because if you don't, you will feel guilty about... Not providing for
3: your family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah be a consumer. Or but that crazy.
2: is, that is by design. It's a guilt yeah. trip every time.
3: 100%. 100% I agree. 100%. Uh, uh, and I'm still stuck in it. Yeah. You know, but, but that, you know, obviously everybody, you know, if you got a family, you want your kids to have a good Christmas. Yeah. You, know, you want, your-
2: I mean, I was uniquely raised in a cult of a church and yeah. we didn't celebrate any of those. Yeah. It we did not celebrate uh, a single holiday, yeah, except for like Passover and stuff like that,
3: yeah,
2: but yeah, I never did Christmas, I never did Easter, I never did Halloween, yeah. so at the end of the day, I could give two shits about them yeah i I participate in stuff like Christmas because it's fun to have with my family, yeah, yeah, now I like
3: you know I love Christmas, love Halloween.
2: Um, yeah it brings joy and happiness
3: but like what I'm yeah. saying is oh, no i agree 100 it's it's forced consumerism yep um you're absolutely right um it is that's exactly what it is um it's a time of the year when you're expected you know you, it's like you it's like your success is gauged on what you got you know everybody for Christmas uh i'm gonna get on Deal those silent shotguns next year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guys! I I gotta get. I've gotta get. I'm getting. I'm getting so tired. Everything's funny, um, except for me. (laughs) But um, no, Chucky, dude, it is always awesome, dude. Always awesome having you on, um. And and thank you so much for sharing everything you shared with us because that's I know some of that was uh was obviously hard for you, um, and you're always welcome.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's hard, but I mean it's I think it's a message that I need to say because yeah, dude, you know life is valuable. Sometimes you go through hell, but you know there's there's light at the end of that tunnel. I mean yeah. you just got to look for it.
3: Yeah. And you got awesome people to help you out too. You got JJ. You yeah, know, JJ's a, a wonderful person. We love her. Um, you got all the people in the Discord, you know, everybody, everybody's always um uh Maddie actually got to see JJ and Outlaw so dude, Outlaw So Jealous. <laughs> 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 yeah. dude maddie didn't even maddie didn't even touch feet on ohio soil before outlaw. i was like hey, hey. <laughs> i love it i love you outlaw i'm just picking with you brother uh,
2: yeah i'm going i'm going next
3: year for sure yeah we're, we're gonna Hell try yeah. to have one here um um uh, you know i don't know i don't we don't know any specifics on it yet probably won't until um towards the end of the year, but um I am gonna get with the, the UFO con people and and try to sort something out.
2: Yeah so, I'm gonna I made it my next year's goal to try to go to as many conferences as I can.
3: Dude you need to you're a wealth of knowledge especially when it comes to Bigfoot and that, yeah. and that stuff well I'm actually oh, yeah,
2: dude. I was talking to uh one of the guys that I did a podcast episode with he's the one that uh I first presented the UV thing to yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll see what, what happens, but maybe I'll be a presenter at that next conference.
3: Yeah. Dude, that'd be sick. Oh, yeah. 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 Dude, that'd be, hey, really, it would be, it'd be
1: awesome.
2: Make sure you keep us
1: posted on that.
2: Yeah. All I got to do no is doubt. get good at uh, putting all my evidence into a PowerPoint. and uh, Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, a, if we
3: can, get, if we can, if we do schedule something, I will send it your way and see if it's something you're able to get to because we'd love to have you have a presentation on the UVs and stuff the the UV light signatures and stuff you know with uh like you were talking about with uh crops and rocks and you know that'd be that'd be awesome
2: yeah man I'm like I'm finding
3: new shit all the time even um, if you can't make it we could do it remote yeah I'll figure it out yeah
0: honestly man I think you'd make a better presenter than Matt moneymaker.
3: <laughs> oh. Fuck
0: that okay. uh, i said it and i don't care that guy's yeah. an asshole
3: dude he is a douche it was a Never douche
1: met money
2: maker but i met cliff he's a pretty nice guy but yeah. you know they're they're definitely in a academia agenda uh oh, they weren't even that
3: dude they were in a straight up when we saw them they were in a straight up billy Mays agenda oh, yeah. oh. Joked yeah. about buy this it, drone dude. yeah buy this fucking drone it's the only way you can search for bigfoot By the way, it doesn't work if it's over trees.
1: Right. (laughs) If there's a
2: tree cover, we're still fucked. Yeah. Well,
3: I've never seen a big foot in the forest. When
2: I was at the Spokane conference, um, most everyone there was in the flesh and blood camp. And uh, there was one presenter there that, uh, actually two. There was two uh, presenters that did... uh, ghost hunts and stuff like that and so they would have been considered in the woo-woo factor yeah and uh when they got to the question and answer period portion of the uh event they were just shitting on those two guys and i felt kind of bad for them i'm like man everyone's entitled to an opinion and a view just because you don't subscribe to it doesn't mean you have to sit there and trash on them
3: who was shitting on them
2: oh this was like uh Actually, I don't know if I should name names.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, you should. Kind of cool, right? You're not the one who to talking shit about them. I, so, I
2: mean, you had... Uh,
3: Address you any had, and all uh, complaints to Dick.
2: <laughs> Cliff Berkman and uh, um, uh, Dr. Footprint. I don't know who it is,
3: yeah. but... I'm drawing a drawing a big blank. Uh, It's okay. No, you know, like um, and this is what I want to say. Well, where's your fucking proof? I don't see you, I don't see you walking in piggybacking on Sasquatch. Where the fuck's your proof?
2: Well, they just everybody's entitled
3: to an opinion. You're right.
2: They just like to coin slot it into a very narrow alley. Yeah. And don't don't accept any evidence from anything else.
3: Yeah unless uh, you're close enough to smell bigfoot's ass sweat i don't want to fucking hear it like you nobody knows nobody knows <laughs> for sure if we did we wouldn't even be talking about it uh and it does it does it, 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 that kind of hits a uh a, a bad spot with me when you fucking discount other people you know because if if we knew we wouldn't be searching for answers yeah yeah collectively you know, and if we don't have every aspect of, it or every, you know, uh, uh, every genre come together, you know, with possible, uh, you know, with information that may, you know, whether you know, whether it be uh, conclusive or, or not, uh, you know, if we don't have all of those, then we're, we're probably shunning ourselves and, and cheating ourselves out of extra knowledge that may be useful in the future.
2: Well, I always try to tell people and like don't put your subject that you want to look at under a microscope slide. Yeah. Um, if you're focused too much on getting two different puzzle pieces to fit and they're not the right two puzzle pieces, you're never going to get that puzzle together. Yeah. So you got to look at the big picture and you get a little bit from here, you get a little bit from there, and you start putting it all together.
3: Yeah. And you and you've got these people like uh uh the guy we were talking about, oh, uh, money maker, yeah, yeah, money fucker, and, and the chick that they, you know, uh, that are all scientific, you know, thinking they know every fucking thing. Then they get there and try to say you some, some shit, fucking Billy May style. It, it just don't fucking, they're like they're the authority. Like you have fucking yet to lay Bigfoot in front of us. You've had how many fucking seasons? Yeah, well, none not only that, but if they did
1: lay Bigfoot down in front of us, then the TV show
3: is done. Oh yeah, well their whole career's the over. Then, then you can't be yeah, named, and then you can't be named Moneymaker anymore, you know. Uh yeah. it it would be money made and not very well spent. <laughs> then find out the tr-
2: money done. Then find out the truth of what Bigfoot really is, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. uh you know, that's, that's going to upset one of two camps. Right. Yeah. But it may
3: not, you know, what, what if, what if Bigfoot is a flesh and bullet, you know, what if he is a physical matter that is also what? from just another like, dimension? We, what we, if it's we just
2: we, like the stardust ranch
3: tale, like
2: yeah. Yeah. John, when he's killing those gray aliens, yeah. Uh, take the head you get the body if you don't take the head the body disappears yeah
3: um it could be dude it could be all kinds of things I- I've even laid it out too uh that you know uh they're uh, like uh, around here are the weasels I think I even spoke about that when when you were on the last time and you know, we've got we've got a huge prop- natural population of, of uh weasels around here you never see them never seen we've Man, got otter hard. i've seen them one time um you know i now don't get me wrong i get mink we got mink a lot of mink you never see them unless you trap them a lot, a lot you know, of these, yeah lot of it's not hard to nocturnal. think yeah it's not hard to to believe that that something is so well adapted that you don't see it uh, it knows you know it knows if if one of the rednecks around here sees it, it's going to be on a wall. Yeah. Yep. Um,
2: I mean, you, know, can, go you can go a week before hunting season out in the forest and you'll see deer everywhere, but yeah. opening day, you yeah. won't see
3: shit. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, they know. They, yeah. They are not stupid. Um, very smart animals. And, and, you know, you take something that's possible uh humanoid obviously you know bipedal well in some in some situations they say they you know they run on all fours but um you take you know take something that that may have uh uh primate ability to learn which is you know cognitively obviously better than a deer uh as far as staying away from humans it's not hard to believe that you know that that it is out there but like i said it could be from another dimension um,
2: what if they're just humans that never subscribe to technology? They could be exactly like us, but that's what we were in the ancient past. We were yeah. we were built, ripped like that because that's how you need to survive. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said before, when you're looking at this UV stuff, we have the wiring in our brains to see it, but we need a lens in order to rewire that. That's why when you take stuff like mushrooms it connects those su- synapses and
3: you can start seeing neon colors all of a sudden. Well also a lot of uh uh you know that that could explain a lot of uh of the um instances when you take psychedelics the instances uh um of uh dissociation where you see yourself um uh, you uh You they also talk about what, yeah, and they also talk about uh seeing sounds and tasting colors, uh, you know, you know, maybe there's
2: there's people with natural gifts, not disorders, gifts where they can see sound. Like someone will go to a concert and they'll listen to the violin and they'll see shades of blue or green, uh, as the different notes are played right it's it's not a it's not a disability it's a it's a gift yeah and you know probably that was hardwired into us in the original blueprint
3: yeah yeah Yeah, i've heard talk of that too things that we have shed over our evolution and that's not that's not saying i subscribe to evolution over creation i'm saying I, i subscribe to creation which obviously leads to evolution um Uh, you're always going to evolve, you know, Uh, just like, just like you, you get exposed to uh, germs and, and, and microbes when you're younger, you, your immune system evolves itself. Yeah. It's
2: it's part of that
3: spiritual
2: warfare agenda. yeah. Yeah. There's one, there's one side of that, that hates us with a passion. Yeah and that side wants to see us lose so if they can mess with your genetics they're going to yeah our original blueprint our original human was probably amazing
0: yeah yeah
3: yeah i agree with you on that 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 is uh i no, I, I don't just think that's a, a possible thought I, I literally think that's actually what happened um
2: have you guys ever read the
3: Book of Jasher? Yeah, I have not. I, I want to. I have I have uh, Enoch, but not not Jasher. Uh,
2: you can even get the audio book of Jasher, so if you want to listen to it in a podcast form, you can do that. Yeah, um, I'm glad you reminded me. I'm going to do that. There's a uh, a story that's told in there about the battle between Israel and his sons versus King Og of Bashan. And it tells of the scene where, how King Og died. And what happened is Israel came up with his sons and their armies, and they were all encamped on the valley below. And King Og came up beside them on the mountain, and he grabbed this big-ass boulder. And in his boastfulness, he was saying, oh, I'll kill all of Israel in one fell swoop when I throw this rock on them. So he's holding this giant boulder over his head and god sent an angel down and split the boulder in half and one half of the rock fell on the back of his neck essentially paralyzing him and so he fell to the ground and israel was shooting him with his bow and arrow as judah and simeon came charging up and they cut his head off And during that story, they talk about how physically amazing Judah and Simeon were. They could jump over the city walls and Uh, yeah, they let loose this war cry. They called, uh, that's why they called him the Lion of Judah, because he would let loose this war cry. They called it a very powerful shriek and it would send the enemies running in terror. Now, where have you heard that before? Sasquatch,
0: yeah, ultras, oh,
2: yeah. infrasound,
0: yeah.
2: It is it. I'm with you.
3: I agree. Uh, I it agree. It parallels I...
2: infrasound so much when you read that story.
3: Yeah, I, I do. I agree. I think we've. I think there has been with our uh, comfort seeking. Uh, laziness over the the over evolution and our willingness to uh to um i guess uh accept and embrace evil we have lost a lot of what we were you know what was initially the human being
2: oh i mean look over the past three decades what was our superhero like 30 years ago because yeah. fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger he is jacked as hell.
1: <laughs> now
2: yeah. now look at your superhero these days. Skinny little high school kid that you know looks like anybody else. He's not super macho or anything. He's just got special powers. Yeah, right. But they've taken away that physical masculinity and try to make you
3: docile oh they have absolutely demonized masculinity uh I mean it's uh so much so that they literally just call any masculinity toxic masculinity now
2: but it's the same with women too like I grew up watching Xena Warrior Princess and she was badass um hell yeah probably one of my first crushes
1: (laughs) hell yeah
2: um but you know, it's the same thing. You get the female superheroes, and they're they're not relying on their own strength and uh, prowess. And, and skill. that's what they
3: want to feed us, man, so that these kids do the same thing. It went from Arnold in our days, you know, it's not a Tuma, to now <laughs> it's it's not a wiener.
0: <laughs> it's not a wiener at all.
3: I'm a Gill. <laughs> well, it's gonna
2: it's, it's gonna come down to that Mark of the Beast kind of thing where. You know, you you too could be like a god if you take this genetic altering uh, shot. We'll give you superpowers. You could be just like the superheroes you see in the cinema. Yeah. All you gotta do is mess with your DNA.
3: Yeah.
2: Right? Uh, that's
3: see, that's uh, the
2: transhumanism agenda.
3: That's what, yeah. That's what yeah. I was gonna say. It's the transhumanism agenda, yeah. 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 Um, it's definitely and we've I mean, it's coming. We see it. We've seen it for a while. Um, you know, it's coming. Um, matter of time, I'm sure we'll, they'll literally be advertising it just the way you said it.
2: So. it. It's, it's just like back in Genesis six, the original fallen angels sin, yeah. they lusted after the daughters of men, and took unto them wives. So, you know, those fathers of those daughters didn't get nothing. They got technology. Yeah. Right. They were given high tech for the for the dowry of their daughters. Hmm. Right. Yeah. That's the the origin of the dowry. You give us one thing, we'll give you the other.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah i think you're gonna see the same thing repeated some point in the future
3: yeah continually so i think i think it's it's i think it's it just like you know it's, it's constantly evolving
2: um, well when all these other guys are saying when they package it up it's gonna look really appealing like you're gonna want to have it yeah i mean yeah it'd be fucking cool to be like a superhero and be able to like fly or run super fast or but at the end of the day, you're no longer human.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, you're no longer human. You're no longer, um, I guess, what you would consider in the image of God. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to tell, man. I, I can tell, you know, it, it's hard to tell where we'll be in 10 years from now. I know 10 years ago, I would have never said we'd be where we're at now with all the things that we accept and, and allow to happen. Um, the uh, silent majority has just become the silence to George, uh, majority. Um,
2: While we're in the silent
3: depression. Yeah. yeah. The complacency. Um, who knows, we'll keep a good outlook and hopefully hopefully uh, people will continue to wake up. We see it a lot, so we, you know, hopefully we can continue to be a part of that of that change man
2: it's not doom
3: and gloom i mean
2: yeah i'm having a great time in life man i mean connecting with all you guys is awesome oh yeah we love it dude we're embracing the weirdness and just enjoying what we love and we don't give a shit what other people think about it
3: yep yeah i can assure you I, i i mean literally literally Counter cult creates a negative void in the world of fucks to give. <laughs> <Absolutely>. uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a whole uh, list of people.
1: I owe me fucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have negative fucks.
3: Yeah. Zero <laughs> minus. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It, mine were gone a long time ago. Uh, but, uh, you're right, man. We, we, uh, we do have a lot of good community to, to keep our spirits up. And I think the more we lift spirits, the more the more ours will continue to be lifted. So yeah,
2: yeah, I, I want to
3: hammer home that it's more important to focus on what
2: unifies us as people than to what is trying to be dividing us. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I preach 100
3: percent I again. agree with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're in that unison is, on that one.
2: That is far more important to focus on. Like, yeah, fuck those guys, but it is far more important to focus on what unifies us, what makes us happy, what brings us joy, yeah. uplift each other. You know, that's that's what we need to really focus on. Except for Greg, Greg can get so <laughs>
3: Sincerely, Dick. <laughs> oh, guys, I've got to get. I, I I love y'all all. I gotta get off here. Lizard's Lizards gonna be clawing me for the bed here in a minute because she's gotta get up. But um Chucky, it's always awesome having you on, man. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, man,
3: it's been a pleasure. Oh, Absolutely. Weird. Sure. You, yeah, dude. I think we got three hours in there. I'm gonna put I I say we put the second half behind the paywall. <laughs> 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 but seriously, man, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, and, no uh, problem. Guys, y'all got anything else?
0: Oh man, that was just a uh, yeah. phenomenal story,
3: dude. Yeah, dude. All yeah, man. Of it. Yeah, absolutely. All love it, man. Um, thank you so much for sharing all that with us, too. Um, and if that's all we got, fuck you, Doug, and we'll see
0: y'all next Tuesday. All right, fellas.